Let's let freedom fucking ring. I've already done a lot of DSK content. Oh, People really? are have heard as much from me as they want about <laughs> DSK. Little red herring. <laughs> <laughs> How was your week, man? Oh, it was great. Is it it only been a week? No, we missed the week. Yeah, no, I just mean like the in the entire week when uh we weren't doing this. How's a week ago today? Hey, how's your family? They're good. They're great. Yeah. We uh we were in Austin, uh-huh. saw the in laws. Uh always a highlight. Yeah, it was great, you know. Um Do they have a pool? No pool. The hotel dude, the hotel was a holiday inn express and sweets. Okay. Which I don't I think is a variety of holiday inn express. I'll get to my thoughts on what's happened to that as a brand. Mm. I used to be mm-hmm. a big fan. Of uh, Holiday Inn. Holiday Inn Express. Okay. And when it first started popping, when did it come out? I think it came out in like 2007. Interesting I think question. That, that was when they like spun out Holiday Inn Express. Um, my parents, the uh, hotel that they had their wedding reception in, um, I don't think that this <laughs> no brand way. exists yeah, anymore. Yeah, 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 okay. But it, at the time that they had their wedding, it was a Sheraton. It was a recently Sheridan opened Sheraton. Exists. There's a Sheraton downtown. Yeah, no, I know. Okay. But uh, at some point, it was bought away from Sheridan and run as a uh, Holiday Inn Select. What's up? But I didn't give a shit about the Select That's when like I was making jokes select. as a child. <laughs> I just said, you got married in a Holiday Inn, you fucking hobos. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Uh Dude, when Holiday Inn first started, when the commercials that were like, but I did stay in a Holiday Inn Express last night. You uh-huh. remember those? Yeah. When that was first popping. It says Holiday Inn Express was founded in 1990. Okay. Well, then I'm characteristically thinking a thing became came into existence merely became, because I became aware of it. But I think you're right. <laughs> <laughs> like they rebranded, they, they, came, they came back with it. Certainly that yeah, ad cl- campaign. Click that arrow on that Wikipedia link. That ad, that ad campaign had to have kicked off then. That was about, well, I, know, I remember specifically because I stayed in one in San Antonio. I remember why uh, it was for an engagement party. And so I can do the like, when did those people get married? What was going on in my life? So the ad campaign started around. in 98. But I did t- stay in a Holiday Inn Express last night. Started- it says it started in 1998. Holy <laughs> shit, dude. I mean, look at this. It's one of the first things. It just says marketing. Unbelievable. I'm like one of those kids that got to Excel and time stopped. Yeah. <laughs> like there were kids there where it was like, oh, you got here in 1997. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Men in black did rule. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Uh, I remember Zach really couldn't handle Men in Black 2 because of the uh, joke about the Balchinian. <laughs> <laughs> dude, the Balchinian is such a funny joke, dude. It's, a, it's pretty good. Dude, I mean, I think I saw that for the first time at Excel and lost I my did. mind the way I then just did. Yeah. Oh, dude. <laughs> the whole room, though, it was, but it was, I, I recall, I mean, maybe I got this wrong then because I don't think that you and Zach like overlapped during my time. He might have been back, back and forth as a staff member. Or yeah. When did Men in Black 2 come out? We it was definitely in, while I was at Excel we because I Men remember. In Black 1 so much i remember I, two so. coming in and well, i'm gonna being, i'm gonna hit this one because accuracy is important do. to me as you uh know. 
I'm going to click away from it was a very big the deal. Reddit purple pill board. Do you know about them? Purple pill? Yeah, I found no. out about them. I mean, I've known about them for a minute, but I've done some <laughs> investigating. Okay. Uh, what am I looking up again? MIB2. Yeah. I love the Look Stuff Up episodes. <laughs> 2002. Okay, so we were both at Excel when it came out in the theaters. Yeah. So probably it came out on video... It was July 3rd, 2002. So we're actually coming up on the ninth. So the probably next year like is the Christmas. fucking 20th anniversary of MIB2. <laughs> what are you going to do for that? I mean, probably watch it. Uh, how many MIBs? What was the one with uh, Hemsworth? International. Oh, shit. Okay. So that's four. Didn't that have four? a chance to see that one. I didn't, it wasn't well, well received. I'm I getting mean, outside of my area. It didn't have Will Smith, for example. I don't. I'm not, I don't need Will Smith at this point for a, a successful. I would like a dark reboot of MIB, like you know what I mean. No, like a gritty one. I don't think so. You know. <laughs> anyway, with maybe uh, Timothy Chalamet. No. Okay. Anyway, dude, uh, Balchinian was so funny the first time. I mean, for the listener, it's an alien whose chin looks like a nutsack, dude. <laughs> so Will balls, goes to uh, me, to use the proper term. They're in a they're in a big fight. Uh, Will and Tommy Lee just taking on alien after alien, and Will gets one good right between the legs, and there's no reaction. The guy's wearing a turtleneck. And uh, <laughs> Tommy Lee yells over to him. He's a ball chinian. <laughs> and Will pulls down the turtleneck, and there's a set of balls. And he punches Where the balls. Where his chin would be. Yeah, yeah. He's a ball chinian. Uh, he punches uh, the balls. I'm yeah. picturing him kicking the balls for some reason. But he, that, guess, yeah, that's that's right. Okay. I'm okay. wrong. You're right. Thank you. I felt great. It's <laughs> uh, so funny, dude. The visual gag, I mean, the costume, or whoever, the special effects department really went off. Probably somebody went to fucking Caltech to, like, for the able years. to <laughs> yeah, to, like, do the ball chinian. Like, yeah, like, somebody's mom was probably, like, he worked in MIB, too, yeah, and just kept trying, you know what I mean? The little brothers at Thanksgiving, like, tell him what he did, mom. It's like he made the balls for the ball chinian, for sure. <laughs> I, <laughs> I definitely, the first, when the first Watchmen movie came out, like, in 2009, I remember, like, I smoked a bunch of weed with my friends on the way to see that. And I remember thinking, like... Dude, I love smoking weed. I do, too, dude. Uh, but I drank so much water, and the movie was so long. I spent <laughs> most of the movie, like, thinking, like, when should I go to the bathroom? Which oh, was no. annoying. Yeah, terrible. But there were parts of the movie where the, the blue guy, you know, Watchmen, mm -hmm. uh, yeah. is, C you know, he's CGI'd out. He's, like, a giant guy. Yes, I've and seen it. You've seen the movie? Mm -hmm. So the full dong is like yeah. very realistically flapping. This was the it's only like, thing I knew about the movie. They probably had to write proprietary algorithms to like get the, like, <laughs> yeah. the undulations yeah. like, correct. You know? <laughs> yeah. Someone went to MIT to like do that. It was pretty tight. Dude, if I were them, I'd be proud of that work. Yeah, I mean, obviously. It's yeah. like, I was sitting there thinking, I was like, this is the best dong I've ever seen in my life. Like, <laughs> I mean, it's like, it was really well done. Yeah. It's on the big screen. Uh-huh. And, you know, then I went to the bathroom. I mean, it's not like, I'm not going to say mine looked pathetic in comparison. It wasn't blue. <laughs> you know. It, I'm sure it did. Like, to scale. My it's hands the size of maybe, a skyscraper in the movie. Yeah, but so is the guy. You know, I'm short. You're so, not even like a doghouse. You got, but it's all about the scale. You know, you shrink him down to Alex's height. <laughs> 
What, what's, He's a pretty what's big dick. Yeah, I know. That, then it's like, did you see the HBO show? Uh, just the first episode. I'll finish it. They. This is not like. Well, maybe it's. Just, I'm not going to spoil. It. There's like a blue dildo at some point. Oh it, yeah, it's, it is large. That's a good. It's but, a good little gag. Yeah, yeah. It's not really a gag. It's actually, you know, it's a poignant moment. Okay, it is. It's, I can't uh, wait I think, to get to dude, that. That show is so fucking good. You the, like the it? latest Watchmen? Yeah, I think it's the best show. Like the best new show. I can't think of a better show of like new shows. I know I talk about Mayor of Easttown a lot, but Watchmen is so fucking good, dude. Top to bottom. I love it so much. I kind of want to watch it again. You want to watch it? Sure. We should, dude. I know we've talked about True Detective, but I think we would get a lot out of Watchmen. Oh, Trent Reznor score. Always good. He's rips. a talented guy. Yeah. That was a hard part of the Jimmy Iovine documentary. I don't know about why that in particular <coughs> struck me, but the part where they start getting to like Trent talking about it, like, I mean, I guess it's just me realizing how much of a rube I am and whoever enjoys that process. I don't, <laughs> certainly. You can come um, to. It's good. But uh, he uh, just, he's just talking in a very, like, it's like, I, I thought like, it's Trent Reznor, dedicated artist. Yeah. Whenever he's like, boy, that Jimmy, he could make some money. You know, I don't even remember what he said. Trent Reznor's got to be rich as fuck, right? I'm sure he is. Yeah. But like, I'd like to think that's just a accidental byproduct of the fact that he's so good at making songs. And I think it's see, probably a direct byproduct of it. The, but I just mean like, he's not out here being like, boy, I hope I get a mansion. He's out here saying, Boy, I hope I fucking make hurt. And like, if you do make hurt, then no, you will get a mansion. No, I think he was like, like most music people, a twisted theater kid. But yeah. I mean, most like, you know what I mean? I don't know. There was, there was something like, about it where like, I, I had he's taken from somewhere him, in Pennsylvania. Like, that sounds right. Not Philadelphia. Yeah, yeah, Like, yeah. he kind of clawed out just making music, you know, yeah. synth synthesizer music that was twisted. Yeah. And, I and so I would like to think that that guy like, isn't, up here with these slick Hollywood suits, like yeah, just he getting like, along and having no, no problem. He was like just boys with David Women in that shit. world. He's so dark, dude. So they they grab it. the dark Hollywood types will come to you if you're out there in the world putting out art like that people respond to. After he put out Pretty Hate Machine, it was over, dude. It's like he put out Broken. The next, he's the literal next album. Broken's just an EP. My yeah. album too, the first like big major label album. Mm -hmm. He's recording it in the Manson murder house. That's like fucking <laughs> mental, dude. And that's when he around the time when he gets sober with David Bowie, who's like, "We've got to knock it off. There's more to life," you know. So it's like he's already, dude. His whole origins are, are knee deep in, in the twisted Hollywood culture. What am I? Yeah, and like given that, I would thought that he would be like an authentically weird guy that like uh, would not. He's Jack now too. Well, yeah, I mean, he always is kind of. No, he used to be kind of skinny. Yeah. Have you seen? No, I mean, he's he's like Dr. Dre level jacked. Like, if you see uh, Nine Inch Nails live now, it's like whoa. He's like, remember when Kanye got jacked? Not very much. He Kanye was pretty jacked during the Pablo tour. Uh, the riffraff getting jacked was the big one for me. I can't picture him unjacked. Uh, the, I do remember. Even it. now, he's not nearly as steroided 
as he has been at other points in his life. I think as a man, like at a certain point in your life, you kind of got to decide if you're going to be jacked or not. Uh, I think it's our time. <clears throat> no, I'm not. I'm in phase two, dude. I jacked. think, dude, you're, well, I don't, I just think this is why you're drawn to the aquatic activities, dude. You love physical activities. It's time to get jacked. No. Uh, like the, like lakes are for people who aren't jacked. No. Like people who are jacked are also there, but like a lot of big boys at lakes. That is true. Well, the lake's such a welcoming environment, dude. Yeah, I it's think for it's for everybody. everyone. It's for everyone. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's not South Beach. No, definitely not. Which is for and people thank who God are jacked. For that. Yeah, right, yeah. Right. I love that Louie episode. You know what I'm talking about? No, I don't. Dude, it's so fucking funny. I know, like, Louie's canceled or whatever, but... Uh, I just never thought the show was that good. It wasn't, like, hilarious. It was just, like... Some of it were, it almost reminded me of Girls, the way, just the vibe of the show. Like, it was a very vibey show. I've only seen, like, probably eight to ten episodes of Louie, all in. Uh, but one of the ones I saw, it was, like, a double episode where he went to Miami. And it was, like, the first one, he met this super hot Cuban dude who, like, they just were besties. And he took them all around Miami, like took them dancing, like they hung out and stuff. And then I don't know, something happened. It got like weird, but it, it like wasn't gay, but it was like, this guy's so hot. Like, but he just loved hanging out with like, he was like, you're cool, man. I think he, he might've been like a cab driver. Anyway, but then the other one <laughs> was like exactly your point. Like he like wants to go swimming, but he's in South Beach. And so it's like, I don't know if he gets self-conscious or like whatever. There's no like jokes at all. It's just like a vibey series of images almost. But it's like he waits till dusk and then like all of the beautiful like jacked people and like the bikini models like leave. And then there's just like an exodus from the hotels of just like average people. <laughs> and then, you know what I mean? And yeah, then, I do. Just like I sea do. turtles descending. To the ocean <laughs> yeah, together. yeah, it's, it's great. It's like kind of tight. Like, it's yeah, like you get the point. You know? Yeah. So I kind of, I feel that. In my know? experience, if you just go a little bit north, <coughs> it's pretty chill. Really? Yeah, I think that. I, I've I've been to Miami once. I think that it was like sixty first Street, maybe. Okay. Um, I've, I've only been there as an adult as a lawyer there to go to the federal courthouse so it was like i would go not, on it wasn't it was just a litigation case you know then we had to fly to miami to go to the courthouse and leave yeah well so i had a, a client who had their head there they like had they were in all kinds of places but their headquarters were in miami mm -hmm. so they got sued in the southern district of florida which is a lot of people don't know this but it makes sense when you think about it it's a hotbed of uh, wage and hour litigation in the country because there's such a huge immigrant population, um, which had nothing to do with what my client, you know, was accused of, of doing. But there's like a lot of wage and hour lawyers down there. I bet they did it. I can't get into the details. I would hope not. But we settled the case. That's why. That's what I was there to do. So. My point is the Southern District of Florida, because they get so many uh, Fair Labor Standards Act cases, 
they have like an automatic, when you file the case, you have to check like certain boxes about what it is. I think they may even have a box that specifically says, is this a Fair Labor Standards Act case or a wage and hour case? Hmm. And if you click yes, it takes you to, there's like an expedited, they don't want these trials because there's too many of them and they're, they're not really trial cases. If, they're, if there is liability, it's like an, an eight-year-old can see it. If there isn't, you're going to have to try it for like three years for like much less money than you would spend to settle it, which they realized. So they're like, we're going to force you to realize this individual parties by saying you can't even file motions and shit like until you go to mediation basically. And you, your mediator, it's, it's not just going to be some podunk, you know, person you select because some lawyers will select a mediator knowing that the mediator is not good so that they can continue to bill on the case, which is not cool. That's crooked, Alex. I agree, dude. I'm dude. I'm Mr. Get it off my fucking desk, dude. I'm not one of these guys. Uh, so they in Florida, actually, you're that's an abundance mentality for sure. Dude, yeah. I was, when I first started working, everyone was slow. So that kind of was like growing up in the depression. You know, I knew people who literally, whenever you were busy, if you complained, they would like almost smack you in the back of your head and be like, if food's on the table, you fucking eat. Like get back to work, turn your timer on. You know what I mean? Like, how do you think we keep the lights on? Which is like a good thing to keep in mind if you're trying to like be a business person. Uh, I there's think, more to life, obviously. I think that the depression was bad. Yeah, I, I agree. But it's like if something comes again, it's the people who kind of like know how things things don't always have to be the good times. You know what I mean? It's good to know that because yeah. then when you get little dips, like, like the, when COVID comes, you can be like, I know, I kind of remember the recession. I mean, the circumstances of the depression haven't repeated themselves since. And Thank it God. certainly looks like they probably never will. I hope not. Um, and, uh, so yeah, I mean, you know, but I'm just saying like those, like, great. You're ready for those conditions. Those conditions don't exist. What? 70% of the time to be no, generous. Well, they'll never exist again, but like, a but I'm version, saying something another close version to of that, shitty times. you know, like I'm just saying most was, of the time you're not you could in the have bad your own times. personal shitty times. They wouldn't like definitionally, that. they wouldn't be the bad times no, if they were always happening. I'm saying like the same way, like I literally think like having gone to Excel, <laughs> You just see a lot of stuff, dude. I don't know how, you, maybe I see this more, but I think like whenever I think about groups of people or leadership, we've argued about this. I don't get on it as much anymore because I understand that organizations have to exist. But like, I see what happens when people stumble into power if they don't like deliberately introspect. As have you, it's the leadership of Excel. You know what I mean? So it's like, I don't ever think I'm gonna be a student at Excel again, but that time, helped me see more than other people see when it comes to people who are in charge of other people. I really do believe that. I think it made me good at my job. Yeah, but there's times where it's like not a controversial thing to say that there's times that are like maladapted for it. For sure. I think there were yeah. times when I overreacted to people who may not have even been assholes because I thought they were being the way Excel people were. Like, because I was ready to see that yeah. in an ambiguous pattern. I would put that onto it for sure. I yeah, think that's and I, I don't even know that like my like my grandparents technically grew up in the depression. They were born in like thirty three. That's when it started. Yeah, but like so that means they're pre. By the time years that they were you, like really yeah, aware, bro, those of, are the pre-verbal years, bro. So there, those are times of scarcity and stress in the household where they're learning what the world is. 
They're like, think about it. If you and Megan were fighting every night in front of your daughter, what would she think of the world? Well, she wouldn't know what, you know, the, whatever why she thinks you, now. <laughs> no, but I mean about like, is the bank going to take the farm or whatever the fuck? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, what would they think about the world and whether it was abundant or whether it was hostile or, you know what I mean? I mean, I don't know what your great, great parents were like. You probably know less about them than your grandparents, I would think. But my whole point is weird like, if it weren't the case. I don't know, man. It's like, yeah, the depression will never happen, but there's always going to be hard times. There's always, but I also think there's always going to be good times. I don't know. <coughs> not yeah, to be stoic about it. Uh, so I'm saying I, I I don't know how much my grandparents were actually shaped by it, um, but uh, yeah, I mean, like the ones I'm thinking of, like weren't even in America during this period. And like, I still think that like, but I just, I can see the ways in which like, uh, it, it feels to me like they're, I don't know if this is true or if this is just like a story I tell myself is anything true or is everything just stories we tell ourselves. Um, but, uh, I, I feel like that the imprint made by that, I can see ways in which I feel like I felt it coming from my parents. Yeah. Uh, and I think they were being passed down from them, you know, and like, I, I think that it was a negative force in my life. I really feel pretty strong. I mean, in, in a way that like, I would have a hard time articulating, you know, like it, it meant I couldn't get stuff at the store. Is that the end of the world? I'd have a hard time arguing that it was. It's not worse than the depression. It's not worse <laughs> than the depression. But it felt like it to you. You're it still did talking feel like about it to me, it dude. Midlife. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Thinking about so it all the time. It's like when you're a kid, Dude, the Buddha had the perfect life until he was like 20. And it's like all that meant was that when he first saw suffering, it fucking fucked him up so bad he made Buddhism. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it does it's seem all, to justify his parents' decisions. It literally is all relative. So, I mean, I guess, but it's like he suffered big time, dude. He had to go through deep suffering on well, the way Well, I think there. the lesson is that we all have to, right? Literally, yes, exactly. So that's what I'm saying. So, so he can't like, fault his parents for the fact he suffered. Well, that's what I'm saying. So it's like you can't fault people for, you know, it's not a fucking comparison necessarily just because you didn't grow up in the Depression. <laughs> Instead, your depression was you couldn't get stuff at the store. <laughs> <laughs> well, to be fair, yeah. that was their depression too. Well, no, I mean, kind of. And then it's like they baby boomer out and, you know, I don't know. My parents would, as a rule... <clears throat> I think kind of they also held the line, dude. It was like, if we let this kid just start asking for toys at the store, that's why they put the toys where the kids see them, <laughs> yeah. you know, which is true. Uh, uh, be that like, as So it we may. have to never do that. Um, wait, is this the quote you were telling me about? I want to read no, it. No, don't get distracted. I haven't found it yet. God damn it. How are you going to click around and say, don't? Anyway. <laughs> don't look so at the computer screen what We're they talking. do is the, your mediator is an actual it's not the full federal judge on your case but it's a federal magistrate judge which is still a pretty big deal like a guy you don't or a woman you don't want to upset so they basically kind of put, ride you pretty hard to resolve the case so i was only there one day and then we had to have local counsel who was this guy he was cool he was a former federal <clears throat> prosecutor and then he was like a you know just the lawyer i knew or we knew who was in Miami, you know, to, to kind of sign off and be like, they're practicing with me. Uh, so that's kind of how it works when, if you have, if you work for a corporate law firm or if you're like a in-house for a corporation all the time, you're constantly a huge part of your job is just networking with local counsel. That became a big part of my job. Like as I worked with like that client and other ones, which was kind of fun anyway. 
So my whole point is all that happened. I was like the biggest nerd of all time, dude. I was wearing a suit walking around. The courthouse isn't really by South Beach, I don't think. I remember the guy like probably kind of not stuff out. Yeah. It like was I, I felt I remember the emotion. I'm I'm fucking so hot. I'm wearing a suit, dude. Miami sucks to be in a suit. I would it, think it looks cool. I watched Scarface. That's how my week went, dude. I watched fucking Scarface, dude. It's so good. No, Scarface uh, sucks. Dude, they're wearing suits and shit. They look cool. It must have been so hot. You know, you think Scarface sucks? It's long. There's it just goes I on loved and it, on. Dude. I was watching my daughter. Nothing. I just put it on, you know, uh, and just kind of vibed out. The music's good. The kind of I love I was it. told this was going to be so much better. I mean, I saw it in college once. Like when, you know, like every like every dorm room you're going into as a Scarface poster, I was like, sure. man, better get up on that. Yeah, I remember like a lot of rappers and, uh, like referenced it, but I hadn't seen it. I saw it in college for the first time too. Yeah, I after just, Excel. I thought it blew. I was I couldn't have been more bored. It's a I, boring movie. So I saw it like the first time I saw it. I've never seen it where I it's sat It's the poster down. child for they're dude, trying to tell too much of a story. I disagree, dude. I'm over buying too it long on of a time. And I'm going to watch it again. Probably Please while do. I do stretches. You know, like just put it on, vibe out. Yeah, if you want something that's not going to hold it's your attention, vibe-y. just kind of like going on in the background. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's kind of how I watched it. That's what I'm saying. I kind of get the, the, but no, they told the story, dude. First of all, I've been walking around thinking I invented the following line. All right, you ready for this? I think I literally walked around thinking this was like my wit, okay? Mm-hmm. I would say this to myself while doing too many too much of a lot of things you know living it up too much so to speak i would say alex nothing exceeds like excess kind of a play on nothing succeeds like success you know because mm-hmm. i was being excessive i would say that to myself mm-hmm. dude that's in scarface okay i've been walking around thinking that was me <laughs> that is crazy <laughs> you know uh, i'm not buying that it's a good movie for like but... 25 years i've been like kind of patting myself on the back <laughs> while excusing whatever excess i was partaking in and when michelle pfeiffer said that my fucking jaw dropped dude it was funny that is a yeah that's that's a wonderful that's a crazy experience it really was but i was like obviously the writing's on point you know who wrote scarface dude i just blew my mind See, like in the watching the credits Oliver Stone, our nemesis. Dude. That makes total know, sense to me. Dude. That's that's exactly what I'm saying. I'm I saying like, it seems like something Oliver Stone might have been nah, involved in. because the studio and Brian De Palma like reined it in a little bit. I think not like, enough. Whatever the original. What's not a four hour movie with like seventy five people in it? Couldn't tell the know? difference. To you got m- fucking. Myself. You got yeah. You got Scarface. You got his boy. You got his sister. You got Michelle Pfeiffer. Yeah, I just mean it's a long movie. It's so good. I love it. And it feels longer because of how slow and fucking boring it is. No, I love it. I love the performances, dude. Pacino's performance, dude. The fucking Cuban accent, dude. I mean, how have neither of us even tried to do it? I was doing he shouldn't it. Have tried I was to doing do it. it for two days after <laughs> I watched it, dude. But you know how they kill that guy, Rabenga, in the beginning? And they're like, what's his boy's name, dude? Who? Like uh, I told you, I saw it once in college. Tony I don't. Montana's I barely boy. know the name Tony Montana. Tony don't Montana has like a best friend in the movie who eventually gets with Tony Montana's sister. Is his name Jim? Fuck! Fuck! Fuck off, dude! Of course not. <sighs> what the fuck? This is embarrassing, dude. 
Steve. No, it's a it's a you know a Cuban name. Yeah. No. That's, anyway, they kill Rabenga, dude. I was saying Rabenga left and right because they kill him because he's a communist, dude. Looks like the federal courthouse is a uh, downtown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I remember him pointing to his sign, so, being like, "If you wanted to have fun, you would go that way, but we're not going that way." Not an inescapable. I felt really. But good. I mean, it's not on the same landmass as South Beach. That's the point I'm trying to make. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, uh, that's how little I know, dude. Yeah. We went to a nice restaurant that night. Mm. It was nice. <laughs> yeah. That sounds delightful. Got some fish. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Fresh yeah, caught. Yeah. Not that lawyer. He didn't come. <laughs> Okay. Just the client people. Yeah. Because we're everyone takes a load off once the case is settled. Feeling yeah. good. Yeah, you know? yeah, absolutely. As a lot of people, they've never been to court before. They like don't know. It's just the mediation. It's probably most it's people. Like, yeah, exactly. You think most people have never been to court? Yes. Like for Not sure. Not even once. Maybe like they've been in the courthouse for one reason or another. Mm-hmm. But where it's like they're in a court and a judge might talk to them. I've about never a, been like or, a thing. I've been to court. Of course. I would assume you've been to a courthouse for one reason. You've been on jury duty, maybe. Well, I was gonna say I, I was gonna say obviously we don't count jury duty, but I've just, you know, contested I, I tickets. Think, yeah, no, I think that matters, dude. I mean, have you done Dallas County jury duty? Yeah. For where the they give you full the, of water. They give you the speech about, you know, doing your civic duty. A lot of people that's yeah. that, that's really their only encounter with the judicial system. They're out here following laws. <clears throat> You know uh, I mean? See, it's like we got to keep the the show up. For I them. think most people uh, have <coughs> contested a traffic ticket. No, I think most people just pay them. Well, you guys should try it. It's thrilling. I thought about doing it when you know, like I've talked about it on the podcast yeah, when yeah, I had the incident, uh-huh. but obviously there were other considerations. No, there was. I've been so obviously guilty in every single one of mine. I'm trying to remember moving why. violation. I even went. There was a time where I was I was using a cell phone in a school zone. Yeah, you, know, <laughs> Wait, you got a ticket for that? <laughs> yeah. Were you like gabbing on it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was talking to Mike Morrissey, and the cops saw you. Yeah, it was like whoop. Yeah. Whoa. Uh, and was he so, on a bike or something? It was a lady in a car. She's just in a cop car. I would have been, man. See, I, it's easy for me to say I am like I would. You were the one that contested it. So go. On. I mean, it was. Uh, is East Dallas like pretty close to downtown? So okay. like it's a busy area. Where? Like on Ross? I'm trying to remember. Um, like say, uh, sure, that works. It's near there. Well, I don't remember all what those street I was by on. The Popeyes. Yes, yes. You know, as you're about to. You know what? Them. It was on Ross. It was 100 percent on yeah, Ross. Dude. Yeah, dude. Yeah, there's Cop Central out there, dude. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, I don't know why I went to the date as opposed to. So I I think like I'm like. This would have been 2010. I didn't know a whole lot. I think I might have just thought that's what you had to do. Is like there's a date on the ticket and you, you gotta have go. to show up. I thought that my first one too. It definitely I, wasn't my first one. I paid a, a lawyer seventy five dollars and I showed up to court too. <laughs> I was a practicing lawyer. I showed up. I'm in my suit and shit. I was like, <laughs> I mean, I wore a suit anyway to work, but I was like, I might as well wear. It. I'll put a tie on. I'm going to fucking court, dude. I'm going to see a judge. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, but I'm like also paying a seventy five dollar lawyer. I, you know what I mean. Like, he was a nice guy, but like, I show up. I'm like, all right, man. I'm just whatever you need from me, dude. I'm ready. Like, if you need me to testify or say I'm sorry or like whatever, he's like, what? <laughs> Why are you here? Yeah, dude. He's like, what? He's like, what are you trying to do? I'm like, honestly, I'd be happy with defensive driving. Just whatever we need to do. I'd Why rather, you pay 75 I'd, bucks for that? 
Well, I mean, I didn't know what my options were. I was like, you know what I mean? I was like, here's I, your options. Well, Don't was, pay anyone anything. And just pay the fine. Or That's just ask for now. the defensive driving. But I, I think I was there to ask for the defensive driving. Like that I had, I, I knew that I had to, or in this situation was under the impression well, dude, let that me to get say, the deferred adjudication, I had to attend. I, I want to amend what I just said. Okay. I want to acknowledge what you just said. And it, it, it jogged something in my memory. Uh-huh. I feel like I was a little bit dismissive of this guy as a quote unquote $75 lawyer. Yes. Basically, this guy's deal, he got so much referrals and it's like as a criminal lawyer, traffic tickets are not your joint. You know what I mean? And it's not like he was there himself. He sent one of his junior lawyers. You know, mm-hmm. I think these people just live at the courthouse. Sure. And they're just on their phone like, who's my next person? They pull it all up, you know, on their iPad or whatever. So basically, I think this guy lives for referrals so that when somebody's kid like gets caught with a fucking half a kilo at SMU or whatever, yeah. like he gets that call. You know what I mean? So basically, the scuttlebutt was like he would do it for free if you would promise to give him referrals back in the day or something. But now it's like 75 bones if you're a lawyer. But you know what I mean? That It's kind of like he's good. Like it's not that he, it's bad that he's. A You're just not going to get seventy five dollars like, worth of work out of that it's situation. Not the OJ trial, dude. Yeah. <laughs> like, you're not like he wants the OJ trial if it ever I understand happens that. in Dallas. Yeah, but it's like they you you you, you paid them so that you don't have to show up in court because your time's you know important to you. Yeah, but I'm like there, fucking bright and early. <laughs> I had paid for the parking and everything. You know <laughs> Tell me mean? what you need, but yeah. So he did come through, dude, because he kind of explained the options. So he, like, I was like, I'll pay it fine, dude. I would rather, like, I don't want insurance up. Like, I'm somehow concerned with points on my record. Like, I don't really understand what that <laughs> Yeah, <is>. dude. <laughs> you know what I mean? Whatever. So, like, like, keep it off my record. Yeah. And I'd rather not, like, do defensive driving. So I, it was something where it was like, I paid 100 bucks and that was it. And that was it. So, yeah. Well, anyway, then, I, I respect this lawyer. I almost want to shout him out now, but I. Uh, I mean, like one seventy five just seems like a reasonable ticket. Like I feel like I paid too much. Like, yeah. <laughs> like overall, that's true. But I came in there. Maybe it was just he was good at managing my expectations, so he felt me out. He's like, "This motherfucker's here in a suit. Couldn't even get you he, off." <laughs> like, like well, you paid like, him money, dude. I'm not gonna lie to the judge. I would never lie. I would I would not lie under oath, dude. I mean, if I'm paying a lawyer, I want them to get me out of this charge without lying. For sure. Yeah, yeah. But I can't even remember what I did, man. You know? But yeah, so I, I go to the courthouse and uh, there was some... I don't even... Definitely, I'm not... I'm not there to talk to anyone. I'm like, if you're saying a direct question to me, I will give you a short answer that hopefully communicates that I do not wish to participate in conversation with strangers. Okay. Uh, uh, let me just interject. The crowd at, at the courthouse, especially if you're going to slice it down to people approaching strangers, it's it's. Uh, I, I'm going to say I'm not optimistic. Some uh, of those folks like gonna, to chat. They're going to get it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Every place I've been that has a lot of people in it, they, where they're all like sitting around waiting for something, yeah, yeah. some of them like to chat. Every place you go, people who like to chat find them find their way to you. Not to me, but just like oh, they're just around. The, the chat. They're chatting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god, dude. Yeah, enough. <laughs> so, so they're getting to chatting, okay. and uh, a good portion of the room realizes 
we're all here for the exact same thing, like at the exact same spot. What do you mean? The cop has just been fucking oh, shit. parked, hanging out. This is like a, a big thing she does. Shit. Is just see how many people she can ring up on using shit. the cell phone in the school zone, in this particular school zone. I'm picturing like Rosie Perez. And I don't... Time. Like Rosie Perez and Pineapple Express. It would know, seem to me like up. it would be too lucky for us for that to be illegal. But I think that one of that like is illegal. The higher being on the cell phone or what she's doing. What she's doing. Noticing that people tend to break the <laughs> yeah. law and calling them on it. And her job as a law enforcement officer. But like there was kind of a murmur running through the courtroom of like, this is fucked up. She can't do this to us. It's the group of you being like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was saying. Like I was like cautious, extremely cautiously optimistic. Because I, it was one of the hired counsels that was like, this is wrong. She can't do that. And I'm like. Seems to me like she can, but this guy went to law school. So, like, love let's it. see how this That's plays out. That's the energy out. of a fucking defense lawyer. Dude. I <laughs> yeah, love it. Being yeah. like, immediately just being like, this is a fucking outrageous. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I could have fucking pancaked a kid, dude. I was on my phone. Yeah, dude. <laughs> like we, we passed these. If we should be so lucky that all laws are enforced. This is honestly. <laughs> yeah. I, I am joking about that. But, uh, yeah. Um, I mean, of the laws, it's not the worst one. <laughs> no, no. Um, but then uh, she didn't show. Damn. So wait, is that true? Is that how that works? Hundred percent. It's over, dude. uh, So what it was is like another cop came in and like walked up to the judge. It was like, listen, it's extenuating circumstances. She's about to get banged out, dude. She had an emergency this morning. The emergency is y'all figured her out. And uh, no, I'm defense attorney. And the right. judge was like, "Yeah, well, emergency or not, I see the fucking laws over there, and I know what they say. Yeah, if there's yeah. not someone to testify, these people did these things. Yeah, they're saying they didn't. They do it. showed up. You yeah. want them to come on a different day because yeah, of her yeah, fucking yeah. all these folks. The judge did that. Uh, more or less. I mean, yeah, yeah, judges yeah. love doing that shit. <laughs> yeah, dude. yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like people going doing jury duty. Like that's their maybe their only encounter with the court system at all. A lot of judges know that and they play to it. I kind of like it. Like federal judges know, dude. They're fucking yeah. serious sallies, dude. Yeah. But like, uh, an ele- especially an elected one. I sort of like it in the show. They're kind of like, well, shit, dude. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, um, but yeah, so, yeah, I like uh, that, dude. So she's, she's going through the, the, the judge, I believe, is also a lady. Um, yeah, just telling this uniformed police officer. Love it. I don't dude. really give a shit about what your fucking assignment this schedule is, is down at the precinct. Yeah, yeah, downtown. Nice. Um, and, but, uh, you know, we run on our own clock here, and yeah. you didn't consult Shit. it sufficiently when I were yeah. making this decision, yeah. and you will pay the consequences yeah. of that. And then, so she's calling people up one by one and being like, would you like to reschedule? And, uh, you know, like, the first 10 people get it. They're like, no, I don't. <laughs> and then, uh, like, she calls up another lady. is like, would you like to reschedule? And she's like, well, let me look at my calendar. And everyone's like, no, 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 no. If you just say no, you walk out of here, you don't pay anything. What are we doing? Some and she's like, just that dumb. that's my bad. No, I can't reschedule. <laughs> that rules, dude. That's awesome. That's awesome. That's funny, dude. I'm glad y'all helped her out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some people like they. Just I mean, not me. Kind of I continue to not speak. Well, well, if you like the first person to go, if they didn't know that you ha- you got to say no, I don't want to reschedule. Yeah, they might be like. 
I mean, I think the first person so. was the person who had who the counsel. Had the yeah, yeah and then was... the next people were. Yeah, that makes a lot more yeah. sense. Yeah, if yeah, the yeah. lawyer hadn't been there, you wonder. But I mean, the judge was pretty into letting the cop know that this was not how she had hoped this morning would go. But I think I still have the photo on the thing. It uh, like whatever papers that I got whenever I showed up. I had a paper that did say "State of Texas versus Thomas Fleming." I was very proud of that. <laughs> That's funny. That's pretty funny, dude. Man, no, I've never contested a ticket. I don't think. Well, you should try it. I really did think about doing it when the cop pulled me over because definitely what I was charged with, I did not do. Yeah, but I felt like the whole process of going through that would have been pretty ugly. Yeah. To what end? To what fucking end, dude? Dude, speaking of chatty Cathy's, I think, oh yeah, so we had a little bit of an emergency at the, before we went to Austin. Oh, really? Not, not an emergency, like, a, but a little hiccup. Uh, we were going to, uh, you know, board the dog, mm -hmm. uh, but he had to get his vaccinations, you know, up. COVID. And, yeah, COVID for dogs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... We were like too late and the, the Vax clinic were like no appointments, but they have like a free clinic. But I think it's for like, it's it's not like they're checking your your tax returns. It's not like designated for low income people or whatever. I think there's a lot of people who are just like left it to the last minute and just, or just whatever. That's how they wanted to do it. So it was only like 50 bucks, but... You basically had to wait around for three hours, dude. It was like going to the social security building. With other people's dogs? Yeah. It sucks so hard, dude. So yeah. uh, I had to, that was like my job the day before we left for Austin. It was just, I sat in the parking lot uh, of the, like the free pet clinic or not free, but like the low cost pet clinic. And uh, dude, I only bring this up because I know you and your fellow online leftists, you know, for a while we're using the word lanyard as like a way to make fun of people. Uh-huh, yeah. Uh, so I'm bringing that back in, into normative. I think it's, as you know, very. it's been very useful Alex for keeps all of his uh, necessary possessions on a, <laughs> yeah, on a lanyard. lanyard. Uh, wallet, awesome. keys, IDs. <laughs> cell phone, yeah. all in one large <laughs> thing that goes I know, the cell phone is neck. out of it right now. Yeah, <laughs> let's fix that. Yeah. <laughs> So, I just I I'm like how proud you it. were the, the first time you showed up with it. <laughs> well, I was always losing stuff, dude. You can attest to that. It's the most grandpa shit I've ever seen. <laughs> dude, I wear it. It helps me with hey, my look posture. What I got. It helps me with my posture and my gait. Dude, <laughs> uh, especially, dude, big news. I read chapter two of Supple Leopard. We've talked about that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Big news. I mean, it's just a lot. There's a lot going on in chapter two. I sat on chapter one for a whole year. Mm -hmm. Chapter one's about sitting. No, chapter one's about supple leopard. Chapter one's Such about a humorous book title. It's becoming the supple leopard. It rules, yeah. dude. It's so good. Dude, when I was in Austin, I don't know why. I just want to fuck that leopard, dude. The guy who I sent you that is like skateboarding. That's like the the stretch video where he's yeah. like, "Don't go in the pain caves." Yeah, that, he's the author. I have not had the time to watch. That's it yet. the author of Supple Leopard. Okay. <laughs> But he knows like, about the pain caves. He's a savant for the human body. Yeah. No, uh, I need to consult. I I did too much jet skiing. Dude, I mean, Supple Leopard will help you out, dude. Supple Leopard. I have changed, no doubt. It's changed my skateboarding already. That's why I'm getting serious about fitness, dude, because I'm too old to have bad form with everything. Like, I feel it too much. I used to compensate for my bad form 
but I think that resulted in a lot of like muscular tension. I think so, it's a little chicken or the egg. Did I have muscular tension because I had the background that I have or did I develop it independently? Like who knows, dude, you know what I mean? Nature or nurture. Uh, but I feel Is like- Is that how you feel? I feel like you tended to express pretty confidently that the body keeps the score. Well, yes and no. I mean, I've I've read The Body Keeps the Score, as you know, and I, I think it's worth a read. Uh, I have it. I, you I have put it, read it? I, I put it in my bag on a recent trip. Yeah, that's, that's And then up. didn't take it out. Dude, well, I thought about it. I don't think I ever finished this anecdote uh, when we first were at the lake because he talks about – this is true. Like, if you look at people – most of the studies, you know, we talked about the episode that Katie was on, ACE scores, adverse childhood experiences. Yeah. Which I think is, uh, I actually call them experiences. <laughs> like, I mean, they're adverse in some ways, but you know, I'm magneto of mental illness, so I think it can be a I would rather have not done them. Yeah, I mean, I feel that. It's not like I'm going to, you definitely can never be like, it, it is so good that I'm going to impose them on others. That you cannot do. I'm glad we agree. But you can help people who have experienced them by being like there are adverse aspects, but there are also adaptive aspects. And in fact, what you are experiencing now as an adverse aspect is the fallout of what was an adaptive aspect when your brain wired itself the way it did, which mm -hmm. I think is true, which is a little bit like saying God had a plan for you. Yeah, no, like, that, was, that was an important part of my journey with dealing with the guy breaking into the house. Definitely, dude. It's all about that, dude. It's like... Like I would have died if I did. Like the way that I then was annoyed that my body reacted to other smaller noises that were not dangerous. Yeah. Like had it not had the ability to react in the way that I'm now annoyed by, I would be dead. For I sure. mean, I don't know. No, not for sure that I'd be dead. But well, dude, yours at least you got to feel like cool and like a badass, dude. Like definitely the the cop story that I alluded to. How you feel like the the main thing that I'm referring I was. to. This is why I don't like talk about like, I don't feel like I really have any room, even though we've gone through traumatic experiences. You don't really know other people's experiences, but it's like, I can't know what it's like to be scared of the cops like that because I've only been scared of the cops like that after that. And it's because I was in like the most fragile mental state of my life. And that cop was wilding. Uh, and that's on Ferguson, like right by 30. That's where we had the, like the incident was the gas station right where Ferguson hits 30. Uh -huh. And I hit, I drive that all the time. And I would literally like my hands would shake again as I drove down that road, Ugh. like every morning for months, like, I, or not every morning. Cause I got fired, but like, as I took that is road it a Texaco? that happened, I think it is. Yeah. Yeah. I know I'm over it now. But it would it fucked me up, and that kind of like helped. I was like, God damn, what must it be like if this if you were physically hurt by a cop as a kid, you know what I mean, Ugh. or like someone you loved was? Because just getting yelled at by don't one, you kind of like, like I, I uh, and I've been yelled at by the best <clears throat> of them, dude. I and I have been physically assaulted, but something about the the ability that this guy was about to bring me to jail or beat me, like I felt like he was about to hurt me and maybe get away with it. I felt I've never felt so powerless, dude, and it was so scary to be reminded of it. Easy, uh, easy for us to say sitting here, but like I do always wonder about like uh, is is it well like like obviously objectively it's worse, but like to to if instead of just you having the feeling that he was going to hit you, if he then did actually hit you and got away with it, that would be worse. 
But like, I yes think no. there's yeah. something too. Like, there you just kind of you hit a ten, and then like things keep happening past that. But like, your brain doesn't have like a way of like further incorporating that into the scale. It's just like we hit the ten. That's well, what I, the scale goes to. I physically, I can remember the physiology of what I hit, like when I hit it, because I was like, I have no doctor diagnosis that said I was manic. This is around the time that I went to my doctor who signed me off as being normal, everybody fucking. I mean, it's not like the Homer Simpson, like he stamps your hand, like this person is sane. But he basically was like, make sure you get sleep. But I was feeling so good. I, I thought if I just ex- happily, with a smile on my face, explained to the cop, why I pulled into the parking lot that I did, the confusion would be gone and he could write me a ticket or not, but we'd be good. I can pay a ticket. So I've turned around and I'm gesturing with my hands. I mean, you kind of know how I am. I'm like, hey man, sorry. Like, and he's like fucking just not have. he's- Did you get out. out of the car? No, fuck okay. God, thank God. Okay. Uh, you said gesturing with your he, hands. Well, I, I like turned out. Yeah, and yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah, hey, yeah. man, my yeah. bad. Okay. He was like, turn the fuck around. Like, basically, like, <clears throat> and it was just like, oh, shit. And then I got mad. So I went it's from like. It's almost like it's a job that selects for a certain kind of person. I get it. But this was a dude in distress, man. I kind of felt like a, a distress. And he came to at me. Whatever you say, dude in distress, who are you talking about? The cop. Okay. okay. Uh, I, like, I'm not saying it was right or anything. No, I'm no, sure no, he's I'm been not. an asshole to other people. Sure. And I, but I've seen it's dude. It's a special kind of masculine distress, and I've I've experienced it myself. Uh, and so I do feel a little sympathy for him, but I'm also used to feeling bad about myself provoking anger from authority figures because of Excel. Seriously. Yeah. yeah. So and other yeah. reasons. So fucking. He actually kind of accused me. He was like, man, why you got to be like this? He said that. He was like, why? She was like, just shut up. Like, just stop fucking talking. Like, but I was like, I didn't fucking do anything. So I literally, and I read Body Keeps the Score like right after this, but I didn't really know about all of the different physiological manifestations of the fight or flight. It's actually fight or flight or freeze or fawn response. And I almost did them in reverse. I didn't fawn. But I was like friendly. I was like, hey, man, we can all get along. Didn't work. Got pissed, dude. And I was like, do I have to sign this? I'm not fucking signing this, whatever. He got even more pissed. You know, I froze. And that's where I felt really powerless. And I remember physiologically, I've had other experiences. I've been like hit by cars. I've been hit by humans. Uh, like I've That's had experiences. An offhand remark to make, but go ahead. Yeah, but I'm saying like physiologically, I, it's the same. Like time slows down. That's how I felt the freeze response. Yeah, and it helped me recall o- older experiences when I was a teenager, before Excel. You know, when I was a kid, where I was like, "Holy shit, this is exactly what I felt in other times when I've had a freeze response." I've only had it like five times in my life, but it was like that I recall but it's fucking insane when I do. I mean, and then that helped me, I think like, it's almost, it's a dissociative quality. I felt it uh, on mushrooms, uh, you know, under heroic doses. Um, and it almost, I felt like I was getting into the same zone and kind of tinkering. I'd like to have like, the PR the team that whoever named heroic, I mean, I think it was Stamets, right? I, I think know. he came up with the term heroic dose. I like shamanic dose. <clears throat> but I'm just saying, dude, <laughs> such a fucking like, they say a heroic dose. Oh, I don't, know, I don't know the technical specifics of heroic dosing. It's five. Dude, you know how I get down. I mean. It's five grams. Okay. That's a, that's a respectable dose. 
It's not heroic. That's what you're doing. What? You're doing mushrooms. Like if yeah, you eat five like, grams, that's the main thing you're doing. If anyone's out there who hasn't tried them, I would not recommend starting with five. Yeah, like if you're eating mushrooms to go to the baseball game. Don't if take five. five. Don't take five. Mostly eating mushrooms. You happen to be at the baseball game. But like, like the idea really, that, that's a bullshit name. I agree. Yeah. I like shamanic and I let's make it a fucking uh, a cute more than five. I like seven. I mean, if you're gonna I just something about the mystical powers of the number seven. Yeah. But anyway, I did feel I was back in the same dissociative frozen space, but almost like a Zach Morris style time slowed down. I obviously had to check in when I went inside the projector, checked in with the, the, it was either the force of darkness or light. We talked about this, like the, the occlusion within. No. Anyway. Zach Morris. Anyway. Yeah. So like, I felt like time was slowed down. I was in a dissociative state kind of tinkering with these traumatic memories being like this. It was like a body memory while you're sitting in your car. No, while I was in mushrooms in my garage. Okay, Okay. Like I'm saying like, this was all of a spectrum. Like, I felt it in the car. It reminded me of times when I was a child, like during this whole period. Mm -hmm. And obviously we did our own, you know, spiritual psychedelic therapy, obviously. Mm -hmm. And during one of my solo sessions, I was in my garage. Mm -hmm. And that's when I just laid down. I was it was basically like a ketamine experience. Like I could I was immobile, fully dissociated out of my body on the ceiling. I went inside the projector where I saw the like what's it called with film when you see the inverse of the image the negative the negative so when i went when i first started my like spiritual journey when i was getting fired i think i told you i meditated went inward so whatever you say see because like i've heard people describe hallucinations like well it's like things i saw in my mind's eye it's not like these are things okay. I, I, my eyes were closed for the first thing i'm talking so i and like some part of you was aware that your eyes were closed yeah, when I meditated, yeah, I, I think I saw what I, I was like, I saw my soul. That's like I told my friend. And it was he was like, Oh, was it dark and black? Like, cause he thought I was like, you know, talking twisted. I was like, no, dude. It was like a pure, clear light, but it was ringed by colors, which is kind of a not light, but they were different kinds of light. That's when I, you know, it's all kind of light if you see it the right way, but it's only up to you to decide that for yourself. Like you can't tell other people. Anyway, like so I saw that image when it started and then I feel like I bookended it in my garage having gone through that journey. I saw the inverse of that image. So it was like a black hole that was ringed by light. And I realized like all of my life has been this like anxiety journey of like, how do I, uh, we talked about it today before the pod, also kind of with like Gnosticism of like, my, how do I reconcile my inner life with my outer experience and like which is more real, which matters more? Because I've always had trouble with the external world, like for various reasons. And I realized like they're the same thing. Like what I saw inside of me is the same thing that I'm seeing symbolized outside. It's just like in kind of an inverse shadow projection, but I'm that for, you know, these same people that are kind of poking at me. They were almost like the aliens in the matrix, like the, the black occlusion with the light, like, cause all I was seeing was little light bugs in my eyes. I didn't have contacts in. And I was looking at that little blinking light in the projector. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. So if you like squint or if you take your glasses off and just lay down, that's all it is. It's like a black light ringed by orange. Uh, so I knew that the whole time, but I was like, I also know that this represents like the unseen 
alien forces that like I've kind yeah. of visualized like, uh, my whole life. You know, there was a time that I like um I was, I just uh like I was with friends um using hallucinogenics and uh took a short bathroom break and like the <laughs> That's so fun, dude. Do you talk to yourself <laughs> in the mirror and stuff? Yeah. I always do. <laughs> yeah. Um but I was like uh I, they had like popcorn ceiling kind of stuff like okay. on the walls. Okay. So as I'm just like sitting there, um, I was just like staring at it and like it, it was, so it's, it's, I'm identifying with what you're saying. I understand because this is the time I most readily identify with the sort of thing that you're talking about of like, I did know the entire time that I was staring at popcorn ceilings on the walls. Like at no point was I like, you know what? I'm on the beach. But I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I felt like it was a vast desert, and like the popcorn stuff was the bones say, of a that, society. The de- that's the desert of the real, dude. Uh, that's the Matrix and whatever philosopher they. Call and it, I, dude. I, I mean, I, like, I felt it strongly. Like, bro, do you know that with the epigraph? Like, I knew that this wall, like, was those bones. Bro, that's fucking hard, dude. I love that. That's like a very mystic thing i mean it's like that is true what you saw uh, it's what i think of it's whenever i read uh ozymandias i'm like yeah like those i mean it's not the same thing but just general stuff of yeah, like we differ on our interpretations there i think or we have in the past yeah but uh, i'm not talking about the interpretations like i'm talking about the you know thing that it's describing right yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. uh you know it's it's a i mean in this it's less apparent the greatness of society except for the transcription on the statue right but i'm saying what i felt like i was looking at was like a great society the remnants of a great society but like hundreds of years on you know yeah i think i mean there's so many ways to look at it so like just to recap for the listener i think in general what we're talking about is the cultural trope at this point that there's the ruler of some ancient society named Ozymandias, right? Mm-hmm. Of some ancient empire. And there's a statue made of him where he's a giant. And it says, on the inscription on the statue says, behold my works, look upon my works in well, despair. Yeah, ye mighty is in there somewhere. Behold. Yeah, behold my works, ye mighty in despair. Yeah, yeah, that's it. And who's the mighty? Is it his enemies? Is it God? Is I think it... it's anyone who comes along and like considers themselves something. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Like you think, yeah, yeah. I think it's basically saying like, if there's you, other people out there trying to be great. I you, know that you think you are the dominant person in the world. It is me. Yeah. So, and once you see this, it is going to be apparent to you. Yeah, and my heart yeah, goes yeah. out to you, dude, for real. Yeah. And it's interesting to think about it in so many ways, man. So it's like that's a poem by somebody, Shelley. Shelley. Okay. I per- mean, that's a key plot point in Alien Covenant. That's. It's also involved in Watchmen. Oh yeah. Big time. There's a character named Ozymandias. I mean, there's uh, the uh, big Breaking Bad episode is Ozymandias. Also true. Like yeah. I said, cultural trope. Yeah, yeah. You know? But so it's the like... The poem has made a real impact. So, An Ozymandias-like impact. So in the poem, all that's left of the statue and all of these works that the inscription is shouting out is just, what, a foot? Yeah. And, and, and the inscription. Yeah. So what do you think the takeaway, what's your takeaway from that poem, man? I think there's so many things to think about there. I mean, I think the most surface reading is that uh, it seems like he was a bit arrogant. Sure, sure. Maybe his works didn't land in quite the way he was anticipating when he wrote that. Yep, that's true, but we're still here podcasting about him, you know? 
it's like where's your foot you're yeah no me. that's how uh, i feel i and just like that sort of uh attitude i i i most of us could do a lot worse than well it depends of, on what he did but i just mean like that kind of like thing of like to, you know to what get a statue maybe i want to be like the best that? you gotta fucking kill people <clears throat> yeah i just don't think most of us are actually in the position where like push is going to come to shove to kill people yeah that gets us back to the hard times discussion dude hard times make hard men dude you know what i'm saying i think that the average person that you or i know if they feel uh compelled to greatness and they embrace it it's fairly unlikely that murder will be a common feature of that path and that is why you will never be great okay i'm just kidding dude i don't think you, i think you already are great and i don't think murder i just I felt like the time to say that dude. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah i don't know man it's like i think trying to be great is a positive feature that people should embrace and like I yeah agree. dude sometimes it will just be that everything you build crumbles into the sand well it will that's okay it is okay the point is that we dreamed, you know? Well, that's where I kind of almost feel like, well, maybe, but maybe the point is that this is all a dream and none of this is real. So if you're one of the mighty, that means you think this world and your will in it is like the, the sum of what there is or all that there is to aspire to. And so you can behold his works, all it is is a foot and literally despair because know that you're not even going to hit that. And so if that's your scale of success, you're doomed from the start. I could get a foot. I feel like I already got you know, a foot. Maybe the point is you shouldn't even try to be one of the mighty, dude. You know what I mean? Because it's like... It's not a point I'm ever going to take that's, from it. That's his biggest takeaway. That's the biggest thing he did was that you can do as much as you can. And the most you'll be known as is a guy who couldn't figure out that you can only do so much. And I don't know what's left for the rest of us. He's already taken that notoriety. Yeah, I just, uh, who's ever done anything worthwhile with that attitude? You got Alexander wept for no more worlds to conquer. You know, kind of seeing, all right, I've done it. Let's settle down. You know? I don't think he did want to settle down. That's probably why he was Well, that's why he wept. Weeping. Yeah. I think actually his boys were like, enough already. It's time to go home. Uh, I've been reading about him lately for obvious reasons. Probably apocryphal, the whole thing it's interesting to think about it's another oliver stone movie so i don't know if i'm gonna watch it i'm I've been not meaning to but yeah i i was interested there, there's a probably apocryphal time when he met the philosopher diogenes mm -hmm. you know about him i've heard the name he's like i don't think he's one of the stoics but i think he's like you know kicking it kind of around there wicked there's he's probably on the same wikipedia tree as a, you know what i mean but he would jerk off in public dude to like show people it's like everybody does it we act like we're so serious but there's like a whole half of our life that we don't talk about that's why i like talking about like good the, body, the body stuff dude it's like that's what we are and so he would literally jerk off in the middle of athens to you be haven't like, talked about jerking off we've talked about jerking off on the podcast the amount that i have in my life <laughs> i mean that's probably true uh i'm open to talk more if you'd like but i'm just saying this no. dude would jerk off like in front of alexander the great dude and so he met Alexander the Great. This is the story. 
I hear you have a party trick, uh, Janice. No, it was like Alexander the Great was like, I got to meet this guy. And he, he, (laughs) he, do the thing. You got a guy here that just fucking out in the open. He's he's like, bring that guy. No, but he's like really educated, dude. And, you know, Alexander the Great was tutored by, I think, Aristotle. So it's like, there are, there's only like 10 smart guys. That's true. And I mean, that seems historically true. Aristotle is where the record gets more reliable, I think. It's like Socrates didn't write anything. Plato wrote about Socrates. Aristotle was a student of Plato. I mean, that, I think that is generally accepted. But who the fuck knows? I agree. But uh, dude, once the story becomes like what people accept, that becomes real in the, in the fucking shared consciousness. Don't you think? What are you saying? Once everyone agrees that something happened or that we understand things. You're saying you don't way, care about what the actual like... You know, I do care, but a version of the truth is what everyone agrees the truth is. And yeah, I think that's if, useful in its own way. Yeah, you well, you better fucking know what everyone thinks. Like, even it's if you useful don't, if you don't agree with it, you still better. It's good to know. Trust me, as someone who rarely sees exactly the way other people do, you get yourself into trouble if you don't fully understand like what people think, dude. At Excel, I got in trouble for uh, writing about controversial stuff in English class. I wrote. What'd like, you write about? We had this substitute teacher named Miss Lynn. She like was one of their. She a was like substitute teacher. Yeah, she just came in for summer school to teach writing, <laughs> and I think I was taking like English two to like hurry up with my credits. You I know think what if I mean? a teacher got sick, they would just be like uh, study. She wasn't all. sick. It was like they needed a plug and play person. She was an idiot, is what I'm saying. She didn't know anything. She was like there to teach writing, but there was a textbook, so she would just be like, do the exercises in order, and we would just work through the chapter you know, until the end of the semester. So one of them was you had to write like an opinion piece or whatever. So I was like, it was like pick an issue and write about it. I never care about it. Anytime there's a class with this, I just look in the newspaper or whatever, pick a fucking issue. We didn't have newspapers. So I was like, what are issues? All right, gun control. I guess that I, for whatever reason, I picked that issue. It is an issue. Yeah. So I was like, they should make guns where it's like, <laughs> There's right. an always sunny episode where they're, uh, they're starting a podcast. This is uh, like, or this has to be one of the first five times that the word podcast was used on television. Uh-huh. Like it's it's in the first season, and uh, so it's it's at a time whenever podcasts are like the hilarious thing that those nerds, the like fucking like it, still it, true. Yeah, but like it's a uh, podcast. Like if at, you were podcasting back then, it's still true. Post serial, uh, people have a different idea whenever they say we're going to start a podcast. Uh, like, you know, the New York Times does podcasts. At this time, oh, those there were zero New York yeah, Times yeah. podcasts. fuck about the New York um, Times, dude? But so they were like, uh, just everything was this, you know, like lo-fi. Like yeah, just, yeah, 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 yeah. And so they were like, yeah, podcasts, we need to talk about some hot topics. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I I think it, the, the, the two big ones were uh, the war and uh, the homeless issue. Great. <laughs> I just imagine you yeah, like that, that, that brainstorming. Kind of yeah, like, definitely. Uh, I was like, guns. Ooh, what about a guns? <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> Let's definitely. do guns. I love guns, dude. Yeah. When I was a little kid, I would repeatedly check out the gun book from the library. I think I've said that. Just read about different guns? It was called Arms and Armor. It was like a picture <laughs> book of like different weapons. I would just check it out and stare at it. Uh, so yeah, Sally came in. She was mad at something else. Like other kids were wilding out too, mm-hmm. whatever they were writing about. And she was like, and, and I was a, a pretty good kid by this point. Like I didn't get in trouble at Excel. Uh, 
And she was, I remember she was like, and Alex, what the fuck are you thinking? Writing about fucking guns? What is wrong with you? What are you trying to pull? Why are you trying to cause fights? And I remember being like, I had no idea. Like she stood me up and that's literally what I said to her. I was just like, I had no idea this was controversial. I wasn't trying to. I'm I, sorry, sir. Uh, I didn't know I couldn't do yeah, that. I, really, I was like, <laughs> I really, I don't feel strongly about this topic. I, I'm sorry. If there's I something else you wanted to assign me to write about, honestly, I would take yeah. that as a relief. I, I, exactly. And she like, just kind of looked at me and she like cocked her head. It was like, honestly, like when the Raptor decides not to kill you in Jurassic Park or something, she was like deciding if she believes me or not. And yeah. she was just like, all right. Don't do it again. <laughs> like, sit down. Like, yeah. And I remember being like, dude, you got to be on the ball more. Like, you got to think this stuff through more because you're like not reading things right. So, can we talk about rehab school? Excel? Yeah. I've been trying to, dude. I'm bringing the <laughs> anecdotes in. <laughs> what do you mean you've been trying I to? I just brought up Sally. I know. You know, I, we talked about, dude, I do want to say body keeps the score, dude. I've tried to tell you this so many times. It's so funny. Go for it. So, in the book, he talks about when you have the ACE scores, different parts of your brain turn off differently. You actually do go inward more. Like you're less attuned to to the external world. And you're like more attuned to parts of your experience while very cut off from other parts of it. So he talks about, he, he got his start with Vietnam vets. Like that's when he started seeing like different ways trauma worked or whatever. Mm -hmm. So he would take them on rafting expeditions and shit. Mm -hmm. And he would talk about like, he'd Sounds be like, tight. you know, you ever been rafting? No, I don't want to. I'm not, I'm an inward guy, dude. I'm really not is. externally oriented like that. Like I've done a ton of it, <laughs> uh, but I've, w w the last I time I like we, being on the boat when we go. Like, the last time we went to Montana, like we just got a guided thing and like the guide does 99% of the work. Like yeah. the guide's very talented and you just kind of are on this boat. I've been to Colorado with my in-laws where they all went and I just chill with a 90-year-old, you know, drink vodka, play cards. It's fucking awesome. <laughs> I mean, I like to play cards. I would love to do it again. I mean, it, yeah, I'm sure it would be fun. And now that I'm more physically fit, I think it would be more fun. It obviously, it doesn't um, require that. I'm telling you, it's good. I don't know, man. I, Yeah, okay. But I don't remember where I was going with that. Like, it's a boat with eight people that requires, like, three. I don't like group outings either, dude. I, if I know all eight of the people, I guess. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I knew. I mean, we had two boats besties. worth of people that were all my good friends. See, this one was a wedding, and it was, like, the the people, you know. Yeah, the, I wouldn't want to do it with random. I don't want to do anything with random friends, people. You know, I thought I established I that in the yeah, yeah, courtroom yeah, yeah. anecdote. You, that's true. You did. I think you did. Uh, anyway, body dude, keeps score. I was thinking about you. Uh, no, I was thinking about it when we first went to the lake. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was like, <laughs> I know you definitely came through later in the night where you had to like swim under the boat and fix something. And you did fix it. So it was like, that reminded me of Jordan Peterson. I just heard his voice just being like, and when you get, you get competent, then you get confident. You know? And I was like, TC's getting confident. You know? <laughs> it was like hard. It was midnight or whatever. You had to swim under the boat to like whatever you did. I remember I was just like, he's competent. Like, but before that. I think I was probably just taking the plugs out. It was like you, me, and our friend. And we were idiotically like struggling to like find 
put on, keep on the life jackets. Like, you know what I mean? Just like bumbling around. I know like how to wear my life jacket. Falling off the Only boat. put yourself, you and him. In the, I'm pretty sure he knows life jackets Like too. having trouble getting off the boat, right? You know? Getting, yeah, no, I mean, just on the, the way out there, it getting was from the boat to behaving the dock. erratically. Remember getting from the boat to the dock was a little troubling. Like just the physical act of like... Anyway, he talks about it. He's like, these poor fucking, you know, he doesn't call them anything, but he's like, these idiots. The thing is, they're traumatized. They they literally, they're, when I take them on aquatic adventures and they're so dumb, they don't understand like the very simple physics of how a craft would move through the water. Mm-hmm. And so I'm constantly having to tell them to like, yo, when we move, like, Half of y'all need to be on one side. Half of y'all need to be on the other. And it's like, if it turns and you go to one side, you got to go back to your side. Because and I tell them, but we're still constantly capsizing because like <laughs> they're just not oriented to like think that way because of their traumatized brain. So all of this, I'm like, my thoughts are going mile a minute just because of, you know, our, our therapy. And there's just that entire paragraph is going through my head. <laughs> just like watching you and our friend being like, I think if we put our Y'all could have figured here. the weight distribution out a little better, in my opinion. I know, dude. Well, and then remember when I was at the front of the boat, just flying off, dude. No yeah. life jacket there. And it was too late, dude. I remember thinking like, it's too late. Because I think that, I don't, I don't know that you said anything. I think it was just afterwards you were talking about like... uh be like, I'm a fucking adult. Wear a life jacket on the boat? <laughs> yeah, dude. I'm not a bitch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. It's, it's good. I mean, I'm here. It was, I remember, dude, my, I had to let my whole body get I wave I mean, the key like, is to find a life jacket you like. I, I like mine, so I don't mind wearing it in any circumstance. Dude, after that setup, I was like, that was dumb. I'm a yeah. father now. Like, I, That's the last time I do that. Uh, if anyone's out there struggling, I uh, thought you were fucking with me going fast on purpose, making me go up and down like that. No, because you were slamming, dude. You had the boat twerking basically against the fucking wake. I was leaving. My feet were leaving the floor. I was only holding on to the railing. My feet were over my head, and I had to make <laughs> my whole body wave like and get the rhythm of how you were slapping, like how the nose of the boat was like constantly slapping down. I so, just want the listener to understand the thing he's describing is the normal operation of a boat accurate. that any person so would boat, do. The boat is completely not slapping going up fast, and down. Uh, yeah, you were speeding it up. I looked back, you're chuckling, dude. And so as the boat's slapping down- It's fun down, to operate a boat. We were probably going like 25. Picture the boat going down. My feet are up. It looks as if I'm diving headfirst into the boat. I'm feeling this. I'm doing headstands, dude. It ruled. It was very fun. But I remember being like, that'll teach you that reality is real, dude. Like, you're going to die. If you let go, you will die, maybe. And if you don't get fucking loose in wavelength, this was a very, like, psychedelic insight, dude. Because it's like, maybe we are going 25, maybe we weren't, dude. It was dangerous. Like, I should have had a life jacket on. But so I agree I, with that. So at first, I'm holding on for dear fucking life. And you know my wrists were really fucked up then still. Yeah. And uh, they're better now, although. You can still hear them kind of, yeah, kind of poppy. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't you know? Make sure and the EQ gets that. <laughs> I'm not uh, going back to make sure your wrist noise is loud. <laughs> so I was like stiff, and I almost broke my wrist on the first time I came down. Like it hurt so bad. I'm and sorry. I remember being. It didn't matter, dude. It's reality. So I was like, guess what, buddy? 
you better get wave like dude you better get like this water because right now the water is more solid you need to be more liquid than the solid water that'll fucking you know break your leg or whatever when you hit it and i was like damn dude you are on drugs <laughs> like right now like you better get it together, man. You know what I mean? Like, TCN, you, how are you going to stop the boat? You're going to go back there and tell them? You can't let go, you know? It's like you're trying to figure out how best to not break your wrist, like, in the next five seconds. It was very exhilarating stuff, dude. <laughs> so I'm not really complaining. It was a very fun day for me. But that did help me. I Ever since then, I've been like, get wave-like, dude. When the water gets solid, get like the water, dude. That's I, I like, I don't know. It yeah. really stuck with me. Just undulating. I'm doing it. I wish we were filming it. But just like kind of just just riding out. Whatever. I mean, it was doing. a great day. It was. It was really special. It yeah. was it's a a year ago, just about. Yeah. We were talking about that. Coming up on the anniversary. Yeah. One a of all time changed. good days. Yeah. I think so. Um, I mean, dude, it wasn't just good. I definitely cried by the end of the night yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, i mean yeah even that was good though yeah like yeah I, dude it was a lot dude learned a lot about myself for sure about life and the world um no but you know i like it, it really was that like i cannot overstate and i mean it's the kind of thing like every time i say it i'm kind of laughing and i'm playing it off as a joke but like, yeah, dude, we took a lot of hallucinogenics that weekend and we talked a lot about Excel and it opened my mind to the possibility. Like I started to see like, a, you know, a little like tiny bit of the outline of the giant mass of things I had not allowed myself to believe about the school because it would have been harmful to me at the school. And there just hadn't been a reason to do it otherwise. I don't know. Like, it, I didn't know it was there. I mean, first of all, mm -hmm. you know, like I thought that I thought my brain, I thought everything that I was like actively thinking about at the time was everything that was going on with me. Right. When in your fact. Your brain literally creates blind spots from your consciousness yeah. to protect you. Yeah. It fucking uh, rules, dude. And it's that's like a, an iceberg. Dude, it's kind of a metaphor for like God occluding himself for creating a, a world. You know what I mean? It kind of the dude watching gets at this, yeah, for real, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, um, it's like a midlife. You these things start to fall away. As if you're lucky, they just fall away. Sometimes they actually they become so maladaptive that you have to go through a crisis where you're like, "Holy shit, my 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 fix button, my like feel better button is actually I didn't realize it, but my new blind spot is that it's now a feel bad button." And I have to first go through life with maybe no button for a minute. And then I have to like find a new one if I'm lucky. And it's the scariest thing like I've ever faced. But the only scarier possibility is continuing to hit the wrong button now that I know it's not working. You know, that's kind of where I felt. Like, I feel like the first time we did psychedelic therapy, it was just let's make sure that killing ourselves isn't the, the move. I really yeah. do feel that. Yeah, yeah. We talked. That's most it of what we talked about. A lot of the focus. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like we're all resolved then. A philosophical no debate over whether or not yeah. the best move is just to pretty wild, dude. Hold hands and start walking <laughs> into the ocean, ourselves, dude. But we didn't, and we decided not to. But it was like still up in the air whether like life would get much better. It was just like, and like you know what? Completely give up. It's it's gotten immeasurably better. I think so. Um, yeah, well, that's why I think the, me. the July session was more about like, now what can life, let's maybe see what life can be. 
Yeah. Like, let's, it was like a broadening from like first, just like, whoa, we're fucking shell shocked, dude. Like, I, you know, the first one. And then the second one being like, let's try to do something different. Who the fuck knows what it's going to be? Yeah, like. I, w- I want the listener to know how many times uh, it was said throughout the first time that we're like, okay, but we're not, no one's going <laughs> to die tomorrow, right? Yeah, we did have to like establish, it's not like we were willy-nilly, you know, we were like. <clears throat> There's yeah. just a lot of like, we're just talking, right, folks? Yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. Um, and it's like, we hadn't really hung out that much. <laughs> yeah, no, not at all. And you... I was the only one that had hung out with the other two. Yeah, since I, I, that was my first time seeing Dan. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that was pretty intense, dude. And we stayed it up was all cool. night. Yeah, dude. I got so depressed after that. Like after that day, I'm sorry to hear that. I, no, I it's, felt I'm grateful clarity. for it. Well, I went to the studio, and I think my grandiosity had like finally come to a close. So I'd stayed up all night talking. My voice was terrible. It's, I wasn't prepared for anything. I made some of the worst things I've ever made. I listened to him. And then I think there is like a serotonin depletion, like, you know, kind of akin to what people say they experience coming down from Molly or Coke or whatever. You know, I, I, I'm analogizing there. I wouldn't. Know. Yeah. Uh, I have, I'm, I have no doubt that it's true. I, I, I believe I, I was led to believe it's more common than it seems like it is. The downturn period. Yeah. I'm sure that it happens, but like, like with most things, if you do it wrong, then it goes bad. Yeah, and I see I feel like it wasn't even The problem there is that you did it wrong. I didn't even care though. It was cool. It was like a yeah. I felt good about where we landed and so I came home. I don't think you came by, no. but uh you know, Dan was supposed to come to the studio but he he never made it. But he was still at my house for whatever reason when I was done. Like or some for whatever reason I saw him again. I remember playing him like the demo or whatever I'd done that day. It was so bad. And I remember him being like, kind of like, eh, you know, it'll get better. Like Keep he trying. wasn't like, yeah, like he wasn't being, and he was like, I rarely know what I'm doing. You know what I mean? Like, and I remember being like later that night, just being like, what if I'm never good at music? Uh, you've tried hard on this, dude. You're going to look pretty dumb. Like, and you're going to be very disappointed because you do want to be good at it. And I, it was like, they they talk about this when people it's only maladaptive when it's maladaptive so like what people call depression maybe when your rose-colored glasses come off maybe rose-colored glasses aren't always adaptive though you know what i mean so it's like being able to see to be candid with yourself or maybe even to be more harsh and now i know when i'm in a down state i'm like that's just another version of reality the way when you're in an upstate you don't take your optimism at quite as seriously as you used to you know yeah. what I mean? So like, if I'm depressed, I'm not like everything's futile, even if it feels that way. And so I just sat with myself and I was like, well, you're still enjoying this. The process is helping you learn things like being creative with something is good. Plenty of people fucking paint pictures of their kids or whatever that suck and they keep doing it. You know, that's the real thing. Like, would you do that if someone told you, yes, I've seen the future and you, no one will ever tell you that this is, that your music is good. Like, would you keep trying at it? And I was like, yeah, at least for now, I probably would, you know? And it was as simple as that. It was like, well, then this fucking whole funk is just, that's it. Just keep trying. And it was like, whoa, you can learn things even when you're not like fucked up, not fucked up, but you know what I mean? Like all zooted up 
with your boys. Like it's almost like psychedelic Coke bros. You know what I mean? You know, the psychedelic Coke bro vibe. No. Where it's like, everyone's on mushrooms, but you might as well be like coked out. Just being like, exactly, bro. Exactly, bro. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Bro. yeah That's yeah. when it, you know I've what I mean? It's like, that, in my life. that feels really good in the moment at times, you know, oh, it's some people can take pretty it. fucking cyclical in my experience. <laughs> yeah. No, it, I fully agree. Yeah. It does. That's what I'm saying. You can get a lot of insight from the down. In, in about five minutes, I'm sure that I've come up with the best idea and also the worst idea. And it's the same idea. And just, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's almost what I'm saying in microcosm is like, dude, the, the idea is to keep coming up with ideas and to try them, to be happy when they work, to be surprised when they work a different way than you thought. And if they work no way, to be grateful that you have a good process that you like. Yeah. And to keep going. You know, it's kind of like, I don't know. That helps me with my moods like ever since then. Like yeah, whenever so, I get low, I'm like, you know. <clears throat> talking about the, you know, uh, glimpsing the outline, yeah, the start yeah. of the outline of the the things that, you know. Um, and years before I was on the Excel Facebook page, this is the thing that I told you I was going to, that I wanted to talk about tonight. Okay. Uh, in... I'm going to dispute that you told me anything to that effect, but I'm down okay. to talk about it. Um, so the the Excel Facebook page, I I love everyone that went to Excel. I mean that. Do you? That literally, yeah, of course, in their own way. As a Christian. Well, I just mean like as someone else who went through it. Like right. that's true. It's like a fucking war, dude. Like I'm sure that in Nam, there's people in their platoon that they liked and people that they didn't, but all of them were people who had also been in Nam. Do you have any personal grudges where you're like, fuck that person still? Of course. Of students? Yeah. Not staff. Students? Yeah. yeah. But you, you I met legitimately them. evil people there. Do you love them? I mean, in the way that I'm talking about, yes. Yeah. I feel like we need a, a more specific word, maybe. One sure. Of, one of the Greek varieties of love to yeah, be yeah, specific yeah. about what one there we're talking go. about. Yeah. But you know what I mean. I do. I'm just interested in your perspective. I'm really, I'm not trying to fucking put forth a contrary one so i i love i love everyone and if i know that a lot of people on the group uh listen because i went and posted the link to this on the group they at least <laughs> that's how listen they listen when we posted that <laughs> yeah do yeah, we yeah, still yeah. post like when we do an episode we don't know dude i'm about to become I'm, a social media maven dude. okay don't worry Best do i have luck. permission dude of course you can okay. do whatever you want in your life okay I'll try to make the good meat, content, dude. Not a thirsty guy. You know, well, you I'm guys want to watch it, you can watch it. I'm not going to thirst for the TC retweet when I make the life skills account. Okay. Where I'm like, we got a great episode today. Here's a clip. <laughs> I'm envisioning this. You know, I'm going to get the videos back on track. I'm going to have to learn how to make clips. Yeah. How hard can that be? You know. Don't underestimate it. I made a whole rap album, dude. It wasn't. Did you? Can I listen to it? You did listen to it. <laughs> but I just mean like, I've got my phone here. No, I, I don't think you can. If you can, we have to talk. <laughs> <laughs> You're not no. supposed to be able to. <laughs> no, I can't. <clears throat> but um. yeah, anyway. But yeah, so I... I, what I are, yeah, the Facebook just, page. If I'm talking, like if you're offended by the thing that I'm saying, person who's on the Facebook group, then I didn't mean you. I love that. Uh, but so I I think that it tends to be, you know, I mean, like all the folks that are out there like uh, running H-E-B or whatever, they don't got time to post on the Facebook page. <laughs> <laughs> um, you never know, man. Maybe late at night, 
Yeah, yeah, no, it's not like it's, uh, but like the aggregate intelligence is like lower than uh, the. Bro. I, I don't mean intelligence. I don't mean intelligence. I just mean that they're the kinds of people that if you drop an obscure Star Wars quote on them, you're going to get a lot of blinking back. That's what I mean. That's the Is point there I'm any to make. group of people beyond a Star Wars convention for whom that is not true? I bet economists. You just throw a star. I know the quote that you're, I don't know the quote you're talking about, but I know the nature of it since you alluded to it earlier. This is what you wanted <laughs> to talk about. Well, I mean, you don't even know. What I'm okay. I you're always you, trying to judge when you see like right, 25% right. dude, of the vision. Like, this vision line, sucks. Dude. No, I didn't say it sucked, dude. I Your just, tone did. If this is what you wanted to talk about, that would rule. Because it would just be you dogging someone for putting the quote on No, Facebook. that's not. <laughs> that I want be incredible. No, I like it was a simultaneous. Like I had two extremely strong reactions simultaneously. I want to read the quote. One was to be like. What do you think is going to happen here? These idiots, like, don't even, like, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. But you're the, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're okay, going to make fun I'm of a, you, dude. I'm going to let you cook, dude. I'm just, I'm going to hype man. And Are then, you? Yeah, I'll give you my perspective when I have a fuller picture because I've been wanting to in, interject throughout. So, oh, oh have yeah, you? preach on it, man. Go. Yeah, <laughs> do I'm you listening. feel like your general interjection instincts are higher? Right now? Yeah. They feel higher. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay, I'm just going to say what I want to say, dude. You're a person posting a Star Wars, and for the listener, I mean, can I? I, I feel like we are leaving out a crucial fact about the quote. Like, and you don't I don't know I don't, what the quote is. Well, I don't want to step on your fucking anecdote, dude. But what I do know makes a difference. Well, how about you just let me tell the anecdote then? Let you cook, dude. Go, go, go. Um, but uh, so fucking like, uh, part of me is like the the first thing on my mind definitely is like. The nicest thing that could happen in these comments is that no one says anything. Because I'm yeah. sure that, like, the rest of these people are like, you mean, like, the movie? Like, well, that's what I think you need to... The listener hasn't gotten yet. What? It's, it's not <laughs> a movie quote. That's no, so, I, so I, fucking important. Dude. I looked at it. I think it might be from the prequels. Oh, okay. But it's definitely not 4, 5, 6. He told me before... I, we, I was trying to remember what it was. <laughs> I thought it might have been one of, from one of from the books. From the novels, dude, which is insane to expect anyone to fucking respond to that. Uh, That's what I'm saying. This is a mentally... Not mentally ill person, but it's a, a little bit <laughs> no. delusional to go about putting I, these quotes I think on Facebook in the first place. Okay, I, but, prequel makes a little more sense. But is it that different? Who? Which of us is in the minority who has not seen the prequel or who has? I have not seen it. You've never seen the prequels? I haven't seen any... Well... Uh, You're going to love them. The Anakin ones? Like from yeah. the, uh, the 90s? Yeah. Yeah, I've seen those, of course. That's what I'm talking about. Oh, okay. What are the ones that came out recently? Sequels? Yeah. Oh, I haven't seen those. That's what I was thinking. Seven, of. eight, nine. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Phantom yeah. Menace. Yeah, no, no, that's, um, oh. those are the prequels. Phantom Menace was episode the one, one with the Natalie Portman. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's called Fucking Phantom love those. Menace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like those. Yeah, <laughs> See, yeah, I yeah. knew that you would be like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. those are tight. <laughs> Just because, uh, those came know, out, I think, like right there, as I was going to excel. If there's a, a contrarian bad opinion, you fly. Well, no, I it. didn't know what the opinion was, dude. They came out, dude. <laughs> Phantom Menace, I, I remember you're the, right. The trailer, I like, I had to go to Ain't It Cool News. I believe like, that you come by the, your terrible opinions, honestly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I saw episode two at Excel. 
okay. Attack of the Clones. And I mean, I, I remember when it came out and I was there and I was pretty bummed. So this about is my it. prequel experience. Uh, saw the trailer for Phantom Menace and thought it looked cool. The poster where the kid has the shadow, but it's Darth Vader. Yeah. I remember seeing that at the movie theater. Uh-huh. And I kind of liked Star Wars at that time because I had a friend who was into, they had just been re-released in the theaters when I was in seventh grade. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then I have a friend I've talked I to, to, I think I've mentioned, I've alluded to this dude. I didn't go to any of them, but my friend who was the minister's kid, he really liked Star Wars. So he at various sleepovers or whatever, had been like, you got to check this out. And then I they remember, are good. so his mom was like, oh, y'all are watching Star Wars. And then I brought Pulp Fiction to the sleepover. And I remember she was like, she was not happy with me. It's not appropriate. <laughs> but uh, so I was like, kind of feel, I was looking forward to it. Then I never really saw that. Episode two, I saw in the kitchen on a laptop at Excel. So good I basically, God. and I remember seeing like the what Yoda. Exactly. I was like working in the kitchen and it was on on a laptop. So I remember like when Yoda fought, like, or like I made someone like show me that part. Like yeah. I wanted to see Yoda fucking kick Why ass. wouldn't you? It was cool. Yeah. So that's my main takeaway from episode two. And then I saw episode three in Costa Rica when, you know, first started having a little post-excel sex, you know, with the lady I was Just hanging, hanging out with. hanging out in Costa Rica. Yeah, watching. Banging, the, watching Star Wars. Little subtitles going. So yeah, Wonderful. Nothing wrong with it. So why would I not love the fucking prequels, dude? Okay. Like, it's like I fucking have very fun. Why memories. would I not love them? I, I saw them on a laptop in a I've fucking yet, industrial well, kitchen. Like, I haven't seen most of them. And it's like it went from like all I saw was a trailer. I saw a cool fight scene. And then it was like basically I'm in fucking paradise on earth, you know, having sex, watching a movie. What's wrong with that? I wasn't having sex in the movie, but I'm saying it all kind of comes. It's a progression for me. So okay. yeah, I have I have a lot of fond memories of the prequel. I'm not trying to be contrarian. I, I don't think even your know first if one getting, was that you saw the poster. I remember seeing the poster and the trailer. I don't think I've ever seen the full like episode one. So I think we watched it at Excel. Let's let's break down. Like after episode two came out, your defense they, of your opinion. It's not a defense, dude. I just like what I recall of them. I'm being honest about what that is dude. i saw a cool poster <laughs> a cool trailer. i asked someone to show me the yoda scene no 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 i saw I the trailer sex. i went to ain't it cool news <laughs> yeah yeah definitely well i associate it with having sex yeah for sure okay yeah so here's a quote <laughs> post excel sex though and it's like all like it's like the whole way it's like a thing i was looking forward to i didn't get to do then it's like a shitty thing. I, you know, see it in the kitchen. And then it's like, it's you're out, dude. And guess what? It's the best of the prequels is my understanding. I would agree. And that I remember is. thinking like, yeah. this is all right. It's pretty good. It's, like, you know, I kind of vibe out with Anakin. I get it. I saw the third one in theaters on a visit. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. That was definitely a parent's You didn't enjoy theory. it? Oh, no. I liked it. I said it What's was up? the best of the three. Okay. I didn't say that the... Hey, yeah, they got something there. It's a complicated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like it's not like I've watched them again. It's not like I'm like I. Whoa, I want to watch a good movie. Let me pop in Star Wars. I've seen. Uh, I haven't seen the new ones. It's I've not seen like, like the a, two and a half hour cut of all three. And okay, there's okay. worse things. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I I definitely. You know, we're big on the arc, or I'm big on the archetypes. We talked about the heroic dose. I feel like that's a call to the heroic, the her- hero's journey and all that stuff. And it's interesting to like read about like George Lucas, like he was big on that stuff. Yeah. And then when you see that, you kind of see all of it. like in the ones that I've seen, I don't know what the other ones are really like, but 
you know, like the, the Luke on the hero's journey and all that shit. That's cool. I have no doubt that the new ones like hit all that stuff. Well, I kind of think, but you know me, I dude, I, I like Marvel movies, man. I think they hit that stuff. Well, I think most art hits that stuff, dude. Oh, that's what I meant to tell you. Dude. That's my new intellectual project, but I don't want to jump on that. I'll tell you that later. <laughs> we got to get back, dude. Read the quote, man. So with no other commentary. Oh my God, dude. It says Jedi in it. With I no, it was, <laughs> With no other commentary. This is the full post. This was posted in 2018. I saw this. Like I, I saw it contemporaneously and was like, you're asking for them to call you a nerd. <laughs> Do you see what I'm saying? And you were fucking... <laughs> <laughs> you're criticizing me for having the exact reaction that you're having now. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> it says <laughs> do, you, do you remember who Dooku is? I know, I know he's God. <laughs> It's just—it's got dash dash Dooku after the quote. I know. Like he's fucking Seneca or something, dude. Like yes. People are gonna know who this is. Yeah, no, she provides no context whatsoever. Well, like second, I know that it's the from the prequels. Word in the quote is Jedi. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. No, like, I get that. And she just hits you with Dooku. Dude. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, wait, who said that with Dooku? <laughs> I still haven't even read the quote, dude, because I'm laughing so hard. My my brain just went Jedi right to Dooku, dude. <laughs> like, all right, what is this? All right, say? I so let me let me read it. Because right. <laughs> here's the thing: before I read it, give me two seconds before I read it, okay? Whoa. Because the thing is, honestly, I take it all back, dude. I know. You see, this is the journey I'm talking about. This is exactly what I'm saying. I feel set up, dude. I take it back. You weren't set up because I didn't like invite you to fucking pop in. God bless the person who posted that quote. And honestly, I feel it. And look in my eyes. Do you see the tears? (laughs) I mean, I believe what she's saying. I know. I resonate. This is exactly like this is this is what I'm talking about. Totally resonate with it, dude. This is what I'm talking about. I Matt. understand. Um, yeah. But I'm just saying, don't you think that there's a lot of people Ooh. that just saw the dash dash Dooku? Pretty and, funny, dude. Yeah. I, I, well, but I think, okay, yes. And yeah. also. First just, of all, four likes. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm, but like. Uh, Although yeah. her other posts do numbers, dude. Compared, like this guy. The, like, show me who liked them. <laughs> okay. So they're Excel kids. Yeah. It's just, I mean, it's, it's a closed Excel forum. Oh, right. Okay. Okay. Um, I thought maybe like family members give her like whatever she posts, they hit a like with it. You know, they can't kinda, see it. Okay. Okay. Because it's a private group. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Her other posts do do better numbers, but. Yeah. Because everyone like <laughs> yeah. collect, like I said, the best case scenario is that they ignore this. Yeah. 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 Just being like, like oh, this is this person being this person. But yeah, honestly. In part because it's like the obscure Star Wars shit. If she hears like, this, I feel you, girl. Like, I feel But also, quote, like, dude. I think that's the kind of thing that, like, we're really, here to complain about Jamie in this group. Yeah. Like, the Excel Facebook group is about complaining about Jamie and, yeah, like, sure, how she's of course. big fat if, bitch. If that's what you want to talk about, I th- I'm not on the group. So, I, you know, I, I recall that being the general tone of all online discussions. But, like, I don't uh, what I, I I would like to go to where she's suggesting we go, 
But like, I don't think that's the average place that like, I don't think these folks, I don't identify them as generally ready. And I'm not sure that like, you know, what I, I mean? feel like that's I'm almost a- the content creator's dilemma, dude. It's like, do you get on and do you, do we do an episode about critical race theory and the troubled teen industry this week? You know, cause that's what everyone's upset about this week. Or do we like take a more holistic view and, you know, skip from jerking off to Dooku? Uh, yeah, like I that. mean, I don't have any doubt. I'm no, I would not have supported no. an idea of doing. A I'm just race bringing that up because what, what did you? What was that? What, that we were talking about? Uh, homeschooling. Oh, the homeschool. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. what it was. I couldn't. Remember. I knew you sent me something. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <coughs> but like, emotions do drive engagement, dude. I'm looking at the post right above it. That it's like it has the f word, and it's basically one of these like purporting to quote someone telling a trauma victim uh, to shut up. This is a genre where you're like, you quote the oppressor. It's not a real person. It's a person you imagine. The idea of someone oppressing. She very well may have heard someone say something to this effect. A lot of times, though, it's an interjected other in your own head that's saying it. At that time in the group, there was someone who was like saying the thing that she's quoting. Okay, yeah. Well, then a force you are. To... It makes the point more strongly, I think. But uh, the fucking, it's like, um, there's a temptation, I think, to just do that over and over again. To be like, I don't know, maybe I'm like projecting out here. I mean, we're making this podcast. But like, how we talk about, like every week we could be like, all right, what are we talking about this week? Let's talk about the specific time Jamie tortured a kid this way. You know, last week we talked about the ice bath. This week, let's talk about the time, you know, she made a kid stay awake for 36 hours or like whatever. You know what I mean? Like that may drive more engagement. We would probably get more people. Who who, gives a shit? Who knows what they would be like? But that's when, well, dude, that's obviously where we both landed on this. But I think there's a happy medium between like the airline pricing discussion maybe and some of it. But I don't know. I did. I'm getting it way off track here dude let's get back to the yeah so she uh she posts the quote we haven't said the quote dude it's deep i would like to um the quote is honestly all of her posts are pretty good i'm reading like all the ones that you have up she's a pretty good writer (laughs) yeah no i i have a high opinion of this person yeah i mean Um, i I didn't really know her that much i mean i was there at excel with her but yeah so uh every jedi is a child his parents decided they could live without I wonder sometimes if that is what drives us. That first abandonment. We have a lot to prove. Dooku's a Sith leader, by the way. Mm, interesting. So interesting. To think about. Well, it's there. a scarcity mindset um, in some ways. Like I don't know that every jo- child is a every Jedi is a child. His parents decided they could live without some of these Jedi's. It seems like they are orphans or like they had to leave. You know what I mean? Like. Do you feel like you're interfacing way. seriously with the point of his statement right now? I don't feel like you are. Really? Well, to go I, around the edges and be I like, well, ask, not all Jedi's. I would ask you to do me the courtesy that you're accusing me of denying Count Dooku and and give me another thing, dude. No, I'm thinking about this deeply, dude. Think about this, dude. Every Jedi is a child his parents decided they could live without. I wonder sometimes if that is what drives us, that first abandonment. We have a lot to prove. So he's a Sith. That's what you said. I think so. So I'm saying. 
I mean, like he. Uh, I, I think he's bad. The name Dooku is. <laughs> you're not naming a good guy Dooku. Yeah, dude. but I think that it's uh, one of those things where he like does a betrayal in the middle or something. Okay. Okay. Like that he is a Jedi at one point. Uh, oh, it's that dude. He's a bad guy, dude. That's Saruman. You yeah. tell me Saruman's a good guy, dude. But I'm I'm saying that like uh, you know. Well, why was he not a Darth? Hit that question, dude. No, the question <laughs> where it says, says why is he it not? Says, why is he not a Darth? Every he has a day job. <laughs> this is so stupid, dude. God That's damn. what you wanted to read. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but I, I, my, my recollection is that uh, he was trying to. He betray. Wait, oh. yeah, yeah. He's he's a betrayer. Yeah, his fall to the dark side. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's what I'm saying, dude. He's a betrayer. So he's bad, dude. That's a scarcity. I'm not saying he's bad, but that's a scarcity based mentality. I don't think Anakin was abandoned by his parents. Wasn't it like he had to leave because he it wasn't safe? But the point that they're making there is that his mom, like they were like, hey, we're going to take your son. And she was like, that's good. Hmm. Like not all of that message is easy to receive for a person. Certainly, dude. Well, dude, I have you And that's the like I I think about this all the fucking time now. Like I think about this Star Wars quote that she wrote oh, on the really? fucking well. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah because I hope you threw her a like. Do it now. <laughs> She's going to be so confused about why am I getting I mean, this on this you, It obviously is with me. Um but uh so like because whenever I first read it, I was like, well, that's dumb. I, I don't want to characterize what you're doing. Uh, but I, so like if I say that I was doing the same thing, then I'm claiming to understand what you're doing. And I, I hope to one day, you know, get a better understanding. But uh, I, I what mean, I would do was like, I would just like, yeah, that's like, you know, uh, it's good to go off to Jedi Academy, but it'd be cool. Why are you saying it's bad? Right. And like, no one abandoned me. Right. Like they told me that it was for my best. Like they wouldn't have lied about that. Yeah. Um and I don't know, like I've 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 come to realize that I'm not sure if sending me away, I'm not sure what it means about like the rejection of me or whether or not I'm dispensable or someone that they couldn't have in their life because I know it was difficult for them. That's obvious and you know, it's settled. Like I I don't disagree. It was difficult for them to do it. So, like, that means something. But, like, I, I don't know what I think about, uh, you know, their, like, very obvious ability to get along without me. And I, the possibility that it was upsetting to me was such a big problem that it's definitely, I can feel it, is one of the things that my brain, like, immediately blind spotted. For sure, dude. Like that that all of the like <clears throat> do you ever feel hostility to your kid now? My child yeah. I mean, you know, like when she won't go to bed, sure. Like what does your brain do to that? Or like even just talking about it now. I'll tell you, obviously I have too, dude. I mean, that's why I'm bringing it up. But it kind of helps me it puts your your parents' perspective in perspective. Cuz it's like even that little yeah. blip of hostility to me, I'm like that's a taboo thought. Put it away. Do not like spend time with that thought. That's not who you are or what you believe. 
and you love this child, don't even think about it. I mean, that, I feel like I know. have that reaction you because... You know, I'm talking like it's two in the morning, she's screaming, like but I'm I, like... I'm sorry, I, I have that reaction because I like, if you indulge this, this is how you end up sending your kid away, and we know how destructive that is, so I'm not going to indulge this. I, I hear you. So I don't know how they interacted with it. But they never got sent away. I'm just saying I suspect my own parents, like, you know, for our, when we discuss, I think this is like a millennial, a certain kind of millennial problem. Maybe no one else has it, but I think generationally it, it for a certain cohort that I know of people that appear to be around the same age as me, around the same age as me, um, of like, you know, not feeling like emotional resonance or feeling like sometimes your emotions, you get told that they're not real or that if they are, they shouldn't matter or you should just put them away and, and deal with them. That's what we both just said we are doing with our own emotions now with respect to our kid. You know what I mean? Even as we sit here saying that's not a thing that's healthy. But it's like in the I moment. I didn't say it's not a thing that's healthy. I think it's extremely healthy. Well, I think in the moment it is. It's certainly, if it's a, a rageful feeling towards someone you love, <clears throat> like you, it's good to know how to deal with that. Uh, but I'm saying eventually, I can't talk about your parents, but I'm saying my own parents, they wanted things to be good. They didn't want me to be upset or like not doing well or whatever. Um, but we, there definitely wasn't a ton of like, let's sit down with all of our bad feelings and talk about them. There was a lot of like bad feelings happen and here's how you fucking chuck them, you know, to the abyss, which, yeah. you know, I hear you. It is adaptive at times, but what I'm saying is like, I think, no, I don't think that's a good way to, I don't think that that should be the end. Well, so I yeah, exactly. I think is, that's the key. Yeah. The, the, those last two words is like, if you do it in the moment, you still got to like sit down with your feelings and figure it out. Like, honestly, I feel like we've talked about kid stuff a lot. I feel like I've kind of maybe fucked up because I've been so worried about sleep stuff uh, because of my own issues with before, well, during and after. So what? It's a lot to worry about. I it's think so the much sleep stuff about. is the most challenging part. Well, dude, I've young I've, children. I've been like, we just got to go natural. If we were apes, what would we do? Blah blah blah. But it's like, she doesn't. It, it seems like whatever we're doing of just being like, let's you know, when she's tired and when it, it's not like that. We have bedtimes and shit. Uh, but I'm just saying, like, I I thought it would be what more a simple. Yeah, I mean, I guess, but it's like she doesn't really sleep through the night. She doesn't sleep in a crib. Uh, she's gonna have to eventually like we i worry that as parents maybe learning how to sleep involves a little bit of distress and and maybe i've been thinking my job is to make sure she has none yeah when, no that's 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 a, the battle i'm fighting every day is that dude, I, my natural instinct sleep, is that she has none or that she ought to face none and uh, yeah, that, uh, I'm learning every day. That so, that's obviously not the approach to take. Yeah, like what if that's true about <clears throat> rules, dude? Because having rules is how you end up sending your kids to Excel. You know what I mean? Like no, exactly. Every single parent has rules. Most of them like, don't send their kids to Excel. That's a. I think, but like, what about if she doesn't follow them, dude? What are you gonna do? You, and are you gonna <laughs> uh, punish her? Are you serious? Are you? I don't know, dude. I feel sitting here. I'm like, I wouldn't punish, dude. I would lovingly fucking help, but it's like that's Orwellian, dude. I mean, I you know, I don't know. It's hard to tell. That all I'm saying is like I think as parents, just like as kids, we have our own blind spots right now. But just by definition, they're blind. We're blind to them. 
we just have to do our best and be open to constantly like going through the pain of trying to see them so that we can like better serve the people we love. But the same way, like our brain was including stuff from us, you know, for every moment until, you know, whatever our recent changes in perspective, um, which I think is a normal thing, especially around midlife. It seems like a lot of Excel people are going through what we're going through. And a lot of people just, I know, but, uh, I'm saying as parents, it does feel like a bigger part of the job than I thought. And maybe this is just true at life is more just never, not avoiding screw ups. Obviously when you can, you should, but rather identifying the ones that you didn't realize you were making and going through the hard work of like correcting that, which is like kind of a bitch. I don't know. But I feel like there's maybe that's like what we were supposed to be doing all along. Maybe that's all we've been doing and we just didn't know it. Yeah, I don't know. Just the ability to do it is it's a blessing in itself. You know, I agree with that. I, uh, I don't, I like it's as, like I just, the things that I think that I need to do to make sure, like what you're talking about, you know, like the process I need to commit to myself so that my daughter doesn't end up having like my, stresses taken out on her right or yeah. like don't let my mistakes pile up like just the sort of like maintenance of my self and my soul that needs to occur so that we have good outcomes here right right um i don't know that that stuff it 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 i, I like i'm obviously sucking my own dick here but like it feels a little bit complicated it you say you're not into physical fitness <laughs> <laughs> um i don't know like it it doesn't seem like it's uh thought processes and approaches and stuff that like everyone has i agree um well i do think and we like i don't know dude I, I i cannot conceive of a world in which uh like my parents regularly did it like i i don't think that they like have the choice to do it and they're like knowingly denying it i like i think if they right, which, saw to me, that's the, different from being abandoned <clears throat> that's why i'm talking about the duke the duke duku quote like i feel like I don't mean to cut you off, but I just feel like it's like a little, I don't feel abandoned by my parents. Even if I did at one point, which I never really did, I don't think. I felt like I don't want to be at home with Look them. Look around, dude. Where are they? Like, I mean, they're in New Jersey. Yeah. I mean, everyone, you can't go home. Like, no, you got to grow up and be in the world. I would hope you, that you don't. I know. I'm just giving you a truism to. to I'm not res, talking res, about now, Alex. To your point. I'm talking about whenever you were at Excel, were they there? Oh, well, see, here's the thing. It wasn't my first place. So, okay, well, at your first place, were they there? I mean, they definitely were not. Of course not. No, no, no. Uh, so I'm saying... That's okay. sending a message. There's like... The, well, you're receiving information in let, that. I agree and if, with you. And if what you're saying is that you were able to interpret the information in such a way that it was it did not feel like abandonment then like that's interesting and i would like to hear more about that but like i don't know Oof. i thought that i was doing that and like and i'm i'm talking about me i'm not doing saying what? that like every single person what? uh followed the journey that i followed or that you did mm -hmm. i'm just saying <clears throat> that i felt i had very much like uh talked myself into that this <laughs> i'm not being abandoned like you know okay. they, they they love me more that's why they did this when you were at excel and like the fact is i was difficult to be around they they felt like i was difficult to be around they said that constantly they could not have made that clear and looking back like they're human some part of them felt a deep and satisfying relief the second that they knew that my care was not their responsibility that has to be true i mean 
I don't know your parents. And like, that's the kind of uh, like reality that like is very uncomfortable to confront. So like, I'm not surprised that uh, my brain has been hiding that from me, but like that yeah. must yeah, yeah, be yeah, true. Yeah. Oh, I don't, I don't disagree with you about the feeling of relief, whether it left their responsibility or whether they felt good that they had finally used their version of their responsibility to identify someone that could best take care of you. And obviously they're wrong, but in, in their view and what a bunch of so-called experts told them, you know, I don't know that that's what I'm saying. It doesn't, I've seen people whose parents completely abdicated responsibility for them. And I don't feel like one of them, even I felt the abandonment that you're talking about. Yeah, those but feelings. Does that matter? Yes, because that, I mean, I knew that. Like, I dude, I know people who like don't talk to their parents or like. So, like, if if your abandonment was a a six, like, do you feel like it wasn't harmful because it wasn't a ten, or do you feel like a six is harmful? I think yeah, a six yeah, is harmful. Yeah, dude, I'm not trying to take away from your feelings, dude. I'm definitely not. Uh, here's another way to put it in perspective too that maybe I can acknowledge it a little differently. So you know, I was a camp counselor, right? I mm -hmm. referred to this often. Sure. So this is a good place, you know, kids go there to have fun and it mm -hmm. is fun. Uh, so I would have kids, I'm thinking of one kid in particular, uh, I'm pretty sure his dad was in the mafia because they like, he, his dad owned dry cleaning, but he like looked like a Sopranos character and he just peeled off from like a roll of hundos and he was like, keep a, keep a good eye, like, you know, keep an eye on, on my boy. You know what I mean? And I think you're discriminating. Well, dude, it's my own people. Uh, and I think it's the Irish part of you that's doing it. It could be, dude. But we, dude, we got along and it did work, dude. I was like, well, I would have, I did like the kind of the <laughs> Ben Stiller and Happy Gilmore. Like, I can't, you know how he's like, I'll tell you what I can do. Take extra special care of that young lady. Yeah. Free of charge. <laughs> like, I took the money. <laughs> like, I, it, yeah. It's a tipping culture, but usually you get it at the end of the summer. Mm -hmm. But he hit me. In the oh, beat. really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it's a, the Northeastern camps in the Poconos. The camp owner paid me 1500 bucks a summer, you know, plus you get to sleep there and get the food, I guess, if, mm -hmm. if, if you care. And then you can get, I'd probably get like another G at the end of the summer in tips. But bro, real quick. Wow. Yo, so I, I don't think my parents tipped our camp counselors. I don't think I know I think of anyone in Texas, who did. They don't. It's yeah. a regional thing. Huh. But this guy hit me with a hundo dropping them off uh -huh. i did take extra care of them dude because uh -huh. i wanted another under i think i like, mean that's I, the way to do I, it i could yeah. not help it dude i was Absolutely. just like i could not know that i like more money would come my way if this kid was happy but he was so unhappy dude he was cool like he was a great kid he had a great disposition but he's a classic italian dude he loves his mama Mm -hmm. So his older brother's at the camp. His older sister's at the camp. They're checking in with him every day. His older sister's bringing, she's like 12, bringing all her little girlfriends to, you know, coo over the cute little brother, you know, because he's eight. Nothing's working, dude. It doesn't matter. He's waking up at two in the morning, bawling his fucking eyes out, missing his mom so bad, dude. So I'm up with him. I'm like, it's all right, buddy, dude. You know, I've, I, I know about homesickness. So I'm saying this kid is here for fun. And he thinks his mom has abandoned him, dude. You know what I mean? Like he really felt he'd like, I don't, I knew he knew he was going to go home. Yeah, she was. But see, exact to him, but they just wanted No, him. not to him. Well, dude, they knew he was going to have a hard time, but they were like, all right, it's time. You know, we talked about this. You're going to have fun, right? Your brother's right there. I'm like, He's you right can't expect road, me to watch him all year. You know, and well, and they, I think they were also like, the kid needs to toughen up a little bit. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's good to learn to be independent. My parents sent me to camp. 
I learned to be independent, kind of learned some darkness. One day we'll get into what happened when I was a camper. Uh, but uh, What fucking, does that even mean? Dude, when I tell the story, it's pretty funny. It's just like everywhere I go, some adult is transgressing boundaries with a child. This wasn't even me, but it was like, it was quite a first day. Anyway, uh, this kid was feeling the same abandonment and he wasn't at Excel. That's my only point. It's like, I'm acknowledging your point because it doesn't even need to be Excel. This kid is here to have fun and has agreed to come. And like in the middle of the night when his parents aren't there, just his body feels an absence of caretakers. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, what I'm if they made him enough. do it for four years? Don't you think that'd I, be bad? I agree. And they told him the reason they did it was because he was bad. Yeah. <laughs> like, I know. I'm trying to acknowledge your point. Uh, and and But I think there is more to it. That's all. I, I sometimes can jump to the more to it. And I can make people feel like I didn't hear their point. So I did. And I agree with it. And I felt it. And I think everyone does feel it. Like, uh, they talk about the British boarding school system which also had systematic like child rape, I think in it. But even without that, just like sending those, those leaders off, you know, to be without their parents from the age of seven or whatever, there's a lot of people who think that made it easy for them to kill like hundreds of thousands of people with their decisions. Cause they were like, you know, it fucks your brain up. It fucks your empathy up. So, but I think that's why he's a fucking Sith dude. There's more to it. It's more than just, I need to prove myself because I've been abandoned. Because I think when, the first thing I thought when I read this, this is actually a deep quote. I don't think it's about I parents. Agree. I think, I mean, our parents are our earthly parents, but I think as like the rational ape or whatever that we think we are, it does seem to fall to us to deal with the ultimate abandonment, which is did or did not whoever created us have any love in whatever resembles a heart for us. And if so, why are we here like this seemingly all alone? Like that, there, there is, that is a perspective that many humans have. That's basically my understanding of many atheists. Like when they just kind of point at existence to say God could not exist. And I'm like, all right, well, who fucking made it? But, you know, to me, the t much tougher question is, is it possible that it's good? And you have to get beyond that God abandoned me. Like, you know, parents, God, I think they're all stand-ins for each other kind of. And now as parents, again, part of our job is to realize we are godlike figures for these kids, even as we have blind spots, which makes the whole like God being like a human, like so much more resonant. It's fucking sick, dude. I love it. This is the best quote we've ever shared on our podcast. Yeah, I just, you know, I mean, without like understanding the things that uh, we've I'm been saying, talking I about. I don't think we've been abandoned. That's all. I just want to close it off on that. God's been with us the whole time. One set of footprints. That's all. That's ridiculous. How is that ridiculous, dude? What the fuck? Are you seriously? <sighs> As you're like sitting scared in the room with all the people you don't know in a fucking state you've never been to, like to be like, yeah, dude, I guess God was with us during then. Uh, it kind of seems beside the point. Like if God's with us all the time, is it even necessary to remark upon the fact like there was air in the room yeah, too? It feels like well, he was obviously he was in the air, dude. Come on. Yeah. So I just it's whatever I'm telling the story. It's not like I'm like all right. So I was there. There dude, was air you in the room. You you've never choked. Obviously, you don't know what it's like <laughs> to feel God in a breath of air, dude. <laughs> okay. I mean, I'm serious, dude. 
I'm agreeing with you uh, if you're making the point that he was the heir, and I'm saying that uh, it's like not adding to the situation to be like, yeah, but you know, God was there. To me, it is, dude, and it also helps me with my parents because then I look back. Just trying and to have I'm a like, real talk about this. I'm having a fucking real talk, dude. I'm saying you I'm, were until you were like, but dude, I'm saying I really, I think at least for me, I mean, maybe <sighs> I have to know as my own at now that I'm a parent and my parents, dude. I mean, we had fights on the way to Excel, dude. They had to have had at best. Let's assume they loved me. Okay, I'm willing to assume that. I, I know that they do. Uh, I think that's true of me. Yeah. I mean, I, neither of us have met each other's parents, but I think it's a valid assumption for both of us. So then all you have to get to is they were ambivalent with respect to that love because they felt other emotions just as strongly or maybe more strongly at yeah. times. And that just means they're human, man. I don't know. But that's love is but what comes that, back, that, that's a, like, I don't, I don't want to gloss over that. I'd like I think uh, that's that's I think it's an important thing to examine. Uh, you know, because for it, the listener, TC's smiling whim- whimsically as he says this. He's being very gracious, patting me on the head <laughs> as I share my little footsteps quotes. Whatever, dude. You know, it's there I'm sure there's a truth in what I'm saying. Dude, you know, TC get do you need to get a, a Richard Dawkins book down from the shelf? I don't know something. what that means. You know, like early 2000s Reddit atheism. Is that what you're about to hit me with, dude? No. Don't, I, I'm ready for it. Okay. I, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm not well read enough to, to understand what joke you're making. You remember like the early millennia atheists, dude? No, you don't remember I was them? Uh, locked up at the time. I mean like Didn't up until the back. 2010s. You know, God is not great. The God delusion. Uh, those are the big ones, I think. You know those books? No. Okay. Anyway, I feel like I've pushed you too far, dude. I'm sorry. Hit me with it. I just, I don't even know what we're talking about. That's my mistake. I I did it again. You were saying something about feeling abandoned. God has abandoned us. You're sitting in the room with people you don't know. Don't you feel abandoned? No, I didn't say anything about God abandoning us. The only one oh, talking okay. about God here is you. Well, I'm saying that's the quote immediately brings that up to me. Like, that's the first abandonment. Is Yeah, no, I think that's a fine point. But like, uh, I, I just want to sit and focus you know, briefly on, uh, the experience of like having your, like, he, you know, I mean, if you'd asked me at that time, like, you know, who like loved me most on the earth, I think I still would have given them as the response. Your parents. Yeah. I mean, they're my parents. Like, sure. you know, to this, like I'm realizing new every day, the degree to which my entire world is defined by like them and their like habits and ticks and everything you know yeah like you just think all like you, it is your definition of normal like yeah it's in, up until a certain age the only thing you mean whenever you say this is normal is you say is you mean this is something my parents do well dude the moment when you find out that those are different things is jarring I don't know if I remember a, a moment, but I mean, there's a lot of them in Excel. Like just the fucking fact that the different shampoo and conditioner, like separate <laughs> shampoo and conditioner. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck kind of freaks are you? You don't use the two in one? Yeah. Huh. Um, yeah. Never been a two in one guy myself. Yeah. I mean, you got to have uh, now? I don't really want, I mean, I don't know. This is funny, actually. Do you know what I use to wash my hair? Hmm. It's because I bought some. I Bar bought soap? A, no, I mean, I've done that. I uh, I bought such a big bottle of shampoo. I actually think it's funny. So I have been kind of like refilling it as it gets to like, 
even like a halfway point just because I don't want to give it up because it is funny to me now that I have a shaved head. Uh, but before that, obviously, and one of the reasons I shaved my head was, you know, it's going. So I bought uh, thickening shampoo, <laughs> you know, just like a huge bottle of it. So mm -hmm. I fucking chuckle every time, dude, because I'm still using it. So, like, I mean, I have zero hair. Yeah, it doesn't I'm appear to be getting thicker. I'm out this expensive, like, thickening <laughs> shit. Man. I'm just like, yeah, this stuff's really fucking, <laughs> it's worth it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's what I use. Um, I don't condition. Yeah, yeah, but just, uh, you know. It, I do moisturize my whole head. In the situations where you don't, like, you know, if your hair is of a sufficient length, uh, you'd be crazy not to use conditioner. And I've so had long hair before. It's a real luxury whenever you don't, whenever you can use the two in one. Did you use conditioner? Okay, now we're talking. If you want to talk jerking off, did you have conditioner at Excel? Absolutely. Did you use it to jerk off? Every day. Okay, I mean, my understanding was that was basically what people were using it for. Yeah. We weren't allowed to have lotion. I don't know why. <laughs> we were. I mean, okay. There were times when we couldn't. Okay. You were rocking, walking around with lotion at Excel? I mean, there's the lotion club. We've talked about this. We did talk about lotion club. So now I feel, I mean, I know I've participated in Lotion Club. Yeah. We've talked about this. Okay. I guess we got Lotion back at some point. That yeah, might have but been, I mean, it would have been like, I couldn't imagine anything I wanted to do less than masturbate with Lotion at Excel. Like the cleanup would be prohibitive. You'd need to bring the Lotion in the bathroom with you when you were showering. Which th you could never do that. I mean, I don't know. Maybe you could. But yeah, uh, It would take some finagling. Lotion, like... Conditioner a, is great because it doesn't degrade underwater that much. Like it, it true. Like if you try to use shampoo, it just turns the bubbles. It fucking. Have suck. you ever gotten shampoo in your dickhole? I, uh, <laughs> I think so. <laughs> doesn't sound You'd pleasant. Know. <laughs> um, you would know. And uh, you know, but uh, you I know. think conditioner also can be unpleasant, but it's like less likely to. It's just like the viscosity makes it. Less, I don't know. Well, I never experienced. Like I said, the, I haven't. Unpleasant I haven't and, really been a conditioner guy in a in a minute. Yeah, I mean, you know, just the situation is most people are not like uh, they have a, a plethora of options about right, right, how and when and where and with what uh, materials they're going to masturbate. But yeah, or. If the only I mean, place I've you can do it in the shower, have sex with women. <laughs> yeah. uh, I hope to meet him one day. Um, and uh, you know, fucking all you got is shampoo and conditioner. I would say try the conditioner. Obviously, yeah, yeah, yeah. I might just go dry before I go in the shower, though. I mean, I don't know. It depends. I'm trying to remember. Like, I don't, dude. Excel. It's so hard to remember. Like, I don't think I had a go-to setup, dude. There were definitely long times when we had no conditioner or I had a shaved head. Like, I always had conditioner. I feel like there were long times when I didn't have conditioner. That might just have been you not ordering it because you had Could've a shaved been. head. Could have been. Could have been. I don't know. I'm trying to remember. Yeah, I don't know. Without You like, would have think beating off was such a bigger part of life. What do you mean? I think so. I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't really a huge part of life for me. It meant a lot to me. I mean, it obviously meant a ton to me, dude. You, we've talked about this. <laughs> but like uh, we, without an understanding of the dynamics that we're talking about, um, I think that it, you would assume that oh. uh, kids were talking about the abandonment like constantly. Yeah, yeah, we should get back. Like to it's that. the central fact in our lives that like our primary caretakers all decided that they didn't want to see us. 
And uh, I don't remember it coming up ever. Well, yeah, I guess. I don't know. I have a different perspective. I agree it never came up because it would have been a pity party. They're the people signing the checks. God forbid a kid say to their parent that at this school they're talking about how you abandoned us. Like, it's just like so No, I don't mean the staff, dude. Oh, you mean the kids talking to each other? Yeah, like even like in a fucking like negative contract situation where like we all are saying like everything that's on it. Like the point is to say the stuff that they won't let us say. Like you, ha- you'd have those conversations where, like, finally, yeah. I'm around someone who's not going to rat on me. I can say anything that's on my mind. Never once in one of those did someone turn to me and be like, "You know what? Really fucks me up that they just fucking abandoned me here." Yeah, that I had no urge to talk, talk about that ever. But and like I, I, it, I don't like I, I'm just saying I, I didn't even think about it. Like and but like that, like I, I understand it. You know, like I, my understanding is like the blind spot stuff of like, you know, this is a uh, sun during an eclipse. If I stare at it, it's not going to go good for anyone except for Trump. Mm-hmm. He survived it. He's got he stronger thrived. eyes. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Right. God, that ruled <laughs> so much. Um, but, uh, you know, um, <clears throat> I don't know. It's just, it's an interesting dynamic. Yeah. I, I agree. I mean, I'm trying to think if a kid brought that up around me, forget being a strength kid would, you know, the, the party line would be to be like, no, they love you. Stop. Like a strength kid would have done that if a kid brought that up. Yeah. So I'm thinking in a negative contract situation, I really had zero interest in talking about that. I would have been like, shut the fuck up. I would have been like, you're being a bit like, not that you're doing that right now. I'm saying at the time. No, I know what you mean. But I but think like, that would have been like internalized because I didn't want to deal with it myself. Yeah. But dude, I think we've mentioned, this was off the air, but I think, dude, I kind of like did deal with this at Excel though. I think I was the exception to what you just said. I'm not saying it didn't happen. Yeah, but yeah. Like, because uh, first of all, like it wasn't my first program. I went through a lot of stuff. I had a lot of problems as a kid and there was definitely... One time I remember specifically my dad being like, yo, it's really not working out with you being at home. It seems like it's getting worse. And I'm just telling you, like the status quo isn't working there. You have a brother in this family. Like I, I have responsibilities to the whole family and to you. And I, you're not doing well here either. Like you're on a trajectory right now. It's basically, and he's like, it doesn't end with you just living here forever. Like he told me that. And I was like, kind of like, good. You know what I mean? Like, so it was a little bit different. Like, I was like, I'm fucking out of it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that would, uh, so, of course, that would be my reaction. Yeah, yeah. Although, I, it doesn't mean that wasn't covering up. How could you say that? I'm hurt by that. Exactly. You know, blah, blah, blah. Of course. But it did mean I had more to work with, like, when I was going through it. But then when I was at Excel, I, I know we've talked about this, but maybe not on the podcast. I think we have, but like yeah. When, when I ahead. was like 15 months, yeah, I thought they were going to visit me and take me home and they neither happened. And yeah, we've talked about it. Like uh, Sally was actually the one. Yeah. So the abandonment, I didn't, she wasn't like, I'm abandoned. Like, I think Sally had her own issues, but she basically said what I'm saying here, which she was like, I don't really know your parents. I know it sucks to like miss your family. Like even though I run the school. I can tell this really, you're going through a hard time and you're going to have them, dude. And I don't really, I don't know your parents. I know what it's like to feel the confusion you're feeling, to feel like what's going on. And I, I like, you know, the Will Smith, like, why don't they want me? Why, when his real dad comes, you know what I'm talking about? 
that no. Fresh Prince where Will's real dad comes and Will's like, finally, I'm going to see my real dad and we're going to reunite. But then his dad, like at the end, he's like, you, no, I don't want you to live with me actually. Like I'm going back. Like, you know, he met some woman or whatever. And Uncle, of course, Uncle Phil is the guy, his real dad that's there for him. And Will, like, it's, dude, it's actually one of the early, like, Will Smith is a good actor. It's very emotional. He, like, breaks down crying, and he's like, I'm tearing up thinking about it. He's like, he asks Uncle Phil, he's, like, very plaintive in his voice. He's like, why doesn't he want me? You know? And it's like, dude, it's a, dude, it's one of the most emotional sitcom moments ever. It's like, and Uncle Phil, like, gives him a hug and stuff. It's, it's good. But uh, I think that feeling is, is, like, just primal at any time, you know, when, this morning, we just had 10 days where my wife was with our baby every day. And so she went to work today. You know what I mean? It's like no explaining to the baby that she wasn't abandoned. You know what I mean? And there's just nothing she doesn't know. She, what you're describing is what she felt today, her version of it. But hopefully, eventually, she'll realize that we had our reasons. Maybe we should have, you know, if her life is so good that that's her Yeah, but I'm saying drama, now we're at the point where we can fucking judge it and like... I don't, yeah, 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 yeah. Would have made different calls. Right, but we're us, not them. So I'm saying their blind spots came from being raised by our grandparents, not by being raised by our parents. So I'm just, I think I, in advance, know that, first of all, God has forgiven me, whatever. But as I, I try to forgive people the same way. So it's like the way that I know I have my reasons, whatever mistakes I make, I, I've made a decision to try my best. Like, and sometimes I can feel myself like, consciously slipping from that decision and i feel like that's where you're getting in sin zone i mean we've talked about that but as long as you're like on the straight and narrow with that i do feel assured of like forgiveness you know because i have blind spots and i'm doing my best with them it's part of my journey on life so i i'm just saying like with respect to abandonment even like you know there will be blood that's a, a huge abandonment like movie it's like that guy is not a villain to me he had his own reasons like he hurt his son like that his son leaves him in the end but that guy he had his reasons dude he had his own blind spots and it's like he deserves forgiveness too which means we definitely you know the feeling is still there but i'm very grateful to have nuance to add to it that's all just very grateful and i see fucking god's plan in that <coughs> i'm not I, I i don't yet understand how that connects it's just not a full abandonment, dude. So when you, I guess I'm saying this is how you get to the dark side. If you get just stuck on the abandonment and you get to the next conclusion, we have a lot to prove. That's very like self-driven. And it's just being like, I'm going to show the world that I don't need them. And I'm going to fucking, I, I mean, I know this feeling, dude. Like, and this is how you go to the dark side, dude. By trying to be like, you, I've been abandoned. And as a result, you overcompensate and you try to be safe again. And you try to be like the most awesome or you try to never be abandoned again. Literally, I've been fired by people. Like, I think part of it was like they wanted to control the terms of a departure of a relationship. You know, it's like it's all that's how you get there. It, it, it limits your worldview. And then later you end up taking comfort and strength and solace in that trauma, which is all good. 
but then eventually you gotta like go through the painful growth. I feel like that was probably Doku's Doku's downfall, dude. That's why he's always manipulating, trying to engineer the downfall. Dude, trying to seen engineer. the movies. I just you have no idea what he does. When you, when you pulled it up, dude, I was like, all right, he tried to <laughs> engineer the downfall of somebody. <laughs> he know? saw the poster so of one of saying. them. Uh, well, he's also, he's Saruman, dude. So I feel like when you cast Christopher Lee, like that close, it's like he kind of just brings that that's Saruman energy, which is very much the same thing, dude. Trying to build your tower, dude. Trying to be the guy. Trying to make sure you're the most powerful. Ozymandias, dude. We've all fall. Yeah, I, I don't know. I just, uh, like, I I think I think that's, I, I, I agree with everything you're saying, right? Um, but like, I don't know. It's, I guess I'm just, uh, I'm not sure what I'm interested in. That uh, That's not the part of it. It's a very interesting quote, dude. That's not the part of it that jumped out to me. I like, what I'm saying is I, I agree with everything you're saying, but that like, um, at times puzzled by the focus, but like, then I'm, I'm trying to like say, you know, what, what I think the focus ought to be. And I feel like I knew at the start of this, but Have now you, I'm like, not sure. struggled in your heart with the dark side? No. I feel like I struggle with it all the I mean, time. It's not real. I think this is why. I all right. They were just movies, Alex. Okay. Special effects on a screen. All right. Moving on. <laughs> what? <are> you? <laughs> you have no power over me. I don't think I do. No. All right. <laughs> what are you saying? I'm more talking to the demon that clearly has possessed you and wants to tell me that evil is not real and the dark <laughs> okay. side does not exist in the human heart. Dude, that's the number one lie of the devil, dude. So I was I was I talking to the other presence in the room when I said you have no power over me. I'm not talking about you. You do um, have power over me. That's my point, dude. We're all interdependent. Doku needs to get over that. It's not just about setting up you. That's like very ego, self-driven stuff. Once you give it up, you realize maybe I was abandoned, maybe I wasn't, maybe I don't understand everything. I'm just going to try to do my best to help generate. Like the whole thing of like a, you know, there being a, a light and a dark side is the kind of thing that like uh, you have to oversimplify life in order to make it like convey in a two hour film. I, I feel like it's more about balance, but as but no one fucking like wakes up today is like, now I am Sith. I, exactly, dude. I think that's the point of the the little of the movies that I've seen. Well, no, like, in each of them there is a point where Darth, like, there's a clear become, point where Darth Vader, Darth Vader's like, now I'm Sith. Right, right. But it's like when you watch the movie, you see it all along the way. It's like, was he? Yeah, there's a journey along the way. Sure, yeah, yeah. yeah. But like, we can assign I, these guideposts narratively. But you know. I guess that every person that like killed someone, that, uh, I don't know, dude. I don't even think it's fucking true. That like there's like little things they did leading up to that. I think that in times that's true for some people. Sometimes you just fucking lead a mostly good life uh, with a normal amount of drinking, and like you have a fucking bad, you know, things go bad, and you fucking hit a kid drunk driving. Like, fucking happens. The you idea see, that all you of, say that the idea that all evil follows this like careful pattern is that seems like the kind of thing that. We tell ourselves to try and gain comfort, but it's not close to true. Well, dude, the reason that person is drinking is because they're dealing with issues and blah, blah, blah. Dude. I mean, most people I know drink. Yeah, sure. Dude, I've gotten behind the wheel when I shouldn't have. I don't drink anymore, so not a problem. But certainly, and Uber exists now. 
Uh, I have not, but you know what I mean? Like at some point I had to realize I shouldn't do that and I stopped doing it. And it wasn't when I stopped drinking. I mean, Uber coming around. Yeah, but I'm just saying, what decision. if what if a kid had uh, like darted in front of you and honestly there's nothing you could have done about it even if you're sober, but you were drunk, so they fucking blood tested you and now you're in jail for that kid's murder. Does that like mean that you chose the dark side? Or does that mean that we live in a chaotic world where a lot of things happen and sometimes there's not a clear reason? That would be hard. That would be a lot harder because no, but kind of it depends. I mean... I don't beat myself up for substance stuff like that, you know, but there is a part of my brain that is always ready to be like, yeah, dude, every time you pick up a drink or a drug, you're making a decision, obviously. Like, I mean, that's been beat into me since I was 14. So I think I would probably sit in the jail cell and think about that a lot and then eventually be like, I don't know. Like, and then just try to, yeah, do but my sitting best. here, don't you feel like that? In fact, that would not have been clear proof that you are uh, choosing the dark side every day. Oh, well, I think that's what would drive me crazy. It would maybe be easier, but I'd be like, there would certainly, if I get to the point, if like, it happened to me, I would have internal doubts. I'd ask myself every day, did I choose the dark side? I mean, you killed a fucking kid, I've, dude, but obviously you did. I've been a but drinker. That's, but That's, I'm saying only one of us has like been drunk behind the wheel of a car. Dude. I'm telling you, I knew I shouldn't have done it. So I shouldn't have done it. I'm I'm, not, I thank God that nobody uh, ever got hurt. I hope that you don't uh, think that the point of my argument is to advocate for drunk But driving. I'm saying the forgiveness that you keep trying to offer me in this hypothetical would not be as easy because I don't have to imagine like I shouldn't have done that moments. I'm saying I know the moment when you get behind the wheel and you're like, before the no, I'm fine moment, you're answering a question when you say no, I'm fine. And it's, are you fine? And the answer is actually, no, I'm not. You know what I mean? Or I should, I definitely shouldn't do this. So those moments do exist for drunk, at least for me. So I would say, yeah, so like you're making a bad that. choice, but like, is and every single person who made like a bad choice a member of the dark side? You don't know when your moments are going to affect people. That's why you got to try to be your best, you know, to just do what's right at all times. Steve. But that would suggest to me that, like, the conceit of the movie is flawed. What like, movie? Star Wars. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, dude, not all of us are fucking in the Galactic Senate. So maybe our choice is, like, do I, mean, I fucking have a, a tall boy now or when I get home? You know, versus, like, do I fucking... And we've talked about this also with Robert Moses, you know, I don't think I've talked about this, but this is a big concept I've been on the, it's like a Greek world called Kairos, K-A-I-R-O-S. And it means like an uh, opportune moment. I saw a presentation a guy did about chirotic moments in Steve Jobs' career. And it's just like moments of decision that will have impact. I didn't even watch the presentation, but I saw that he made it. Uh, I'm sure he had plenty of them though, is what I'm saying. Like, you know, I know he had three in the movie. But we were talking about like Robert Moses, you know, is that a guy who had the capability of doing any good? Or is that a guy who had the capability of doing a lot of good? Because you don't get to be Robert Moses and to have, for the listener, the guy who like controlled New York infrastructure for 50 years and made it racist. Like he used it to be racist. Yeah. Uh, but like, you don't get to be a powerful guy without being a, an asshole who can outcompete other assholes. But then when you are a powerful guy, you have the opportunity. Your decisions mean a lot more than do I drink a tall boy and risk hitting one kid. You can ruin the life of like thousands of people based on where you put their housing. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it's like we all have a balance of like what we started with, 
and what our instincts are. I feel like I'm rarely conscious. Like when I'm actually moving through my day, I feel like that's why the mornings are so precious before like the day in the world gets starts like whirling around you is like, that's when you're sitting with like your inner reality, if you can, or if you want to, it's hard to do, like you can only do it for moments during the day. So then that makes me wonder, like I'm walking the dog or whatever. I'll do a little check-in with my breathing. I'm like, what was I doing before this? Like, this is the first time I've done this in hours. So who's been at the wheel? You know what I mean? And so I don't know, but it's like, there's something in between complete determinism. Cause there are times when I can feel myself making a choice. I do. I think it's like the resolution of ambivalence. That's the, really the only time we need to think. And it may be the only time we're responsible for what we do. But during those times when we're thinking they're so powerful, you can like lay the groundwork that the rest of your life changes. And I think like that's our responsibility. Like that's the main thing we're supposed to be doing is like when we have those opportunities to think and observe ourselves and we see ways to change it, you can be like, fuck that. Or you can be like, okay, I'm going to look at that and, you know, let's take into account. And then it'll like very subtly seep through your like unconscious sort of waking life, like as you go through your day and then you'll surprise yourself and like want to make different decisions. And in some ways your job is like to get out of your own way at that point. And I think that's like kind of how you, that's like how I stopped drinking. I'd be like, I'm looking forward to this scotch and it'd be in my hand and my hand wouldn't pick it up. And I'd be like, I guess I don't want this. Like this actually will suck if I drink this. And it's like, I don't know. Anyway, I don't know how we got that far afield, but I feel like that's how you stay out of the dark side, dude. It's like, I don't know. You're like constantly examining yourself because the human heart has the ability to take you there. I think people, some people are much more pro-social and they love getting along with people. So maybe they don't have to grapple with it as much. I feel like for them, their job is to grapple with where are you going along with the group too much? Where are you maybe going along with things that shouldn't be happening? You know, because you want everyone to get along. But I've never been one of those people. That's what I'm saying. I do struggle with the dark side of myself. I try to. So if, if your struggle is like, I don't know, wilding out too much, I feel like you got to sit with yourself. Or if your struggle is like, overthinking like how can i get advantages in life or how you know and a lot of mine comes from i want to protect myself i wanted to get a lot of money because i never want to deal with anyone ever again because like i've hated my dealings with people so much but it's like that's all just like short-sighted trying to protect yourself from inevitabilities and in the meantime like your family needs you your community needs you i can't believe i'm here citing the community but i feel like that's how you get over all that is that like self-driven I have a lot to prove versus like, what can we do for others? It's also like, uh, you know, I often think about, you know, I mean, I'm a documented, uh, hater of the rich, right? Yeah. Interesting. But, uh, you I, make so much more money than I do though. You know, I work harder. You're Bezos. Um, and, but I, I, there was definitely a time in my life where I'd be pretty fixated. This is a, a time when I was uh, much more um, confidently atheist than I am now. Uh, that, like, life just sucks. Like for the like the ways in which the rich people's life sucks should make it into relief for us that uh, how much everything sucks. Like they got a shit every day. <laughs> Like, well, dude, they part, fucking deal with people that they don't like. Just thinking all, about like how much, rule. like they have to some degree uh, gotten around uh, quite a 
good bit of traffic at this point. If you had the ability, if someone could not shit, if you, someone could take that away from you, would you lose it? I'd be like, let's stick this out. I, you know, maybe if I had bad IBS or something, I'd be like, thank God. But yeah, I think I'd probably rather not shit. You, I feel like it would somehow fuck up eating. Just, well, okay. no, I'm saying yeah, in the dude. experiment, you can get rid of all the physiological stuff. There's something spiritually it would fuck with you, dude. It's part of life, dude. It's what we are. Maybe. That's my point. Like life includes like our conception of like you're incapable of understanding a world where like it's only good things. Like whenever you start to think about it, you bring up points about how like we need bad things. Dude, so we can I understand agree, good dude. things. That's me, dude. That's you always get bullshit. mad at me for saying that's stuff bullshit. Like that. <laughs> what do you mean? No, you don't ever say what I'm you saying. You accuse me of saying the drill tweet of like dr literally drunk driving it that's what we're <laughs> you you've accused me on this podcast i i i don't understand you made what you're me recite taking from the, my, my i'm saying i feel like statement. i'm always being like well good and bad are kind of the same thing and then you get mad at me yeah no what, what i'm saying is that like a lot of times whenever you point out to people don't bad things suck they respond with yeah but you need bad things because it puts into relief how good the good things are. And mm. I'm saying that that construct is fucking limited thinking bullshit. You're entirely failing to imagine the possibilities that are out there, which is that there is a world where all of the good things are not only as good things as we have, but they're better. They're better than you can possibly imagine, and there's no bad things. It's possible because you can fucking conceive of it, Could so you then define it must them? be possible. I can't conceive of them without conceiving of bad things. Could you help me out? <laughs> whatever dude i'm just saying no I if mean, i can seriously. if i can say this my point is if i can say the sentence i just said then it's possible i not to me i'm not okay. being i'm being i'm uh, there's a smile on my face because i do feel like i've got you and it's a good feeling <laughs> oh, but I, yeah the got only me. way i can feel that good feeling is because of the bad feelings of failing to get <laughs> you in the past sure yeah, and if well, i struggled even harder i'm sure i would feel even better if you uh you know if you think on it for a while well, I feel like uh, this is kind of a meta definitional thing, but you can ultimately, it's very difficult to define something except in terms of what it's not. Even define TC versus chair. There's TC particles intermingling with chair particles right now. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Defi define TC versus hat. What about the skin cells and the sweat that are constantly you're excreting? Are those you or are they the hat? They were you a second ago, I think, right? Like, are they the hat or is the hat just the fibers? But over the years, you, you see what I'm saying? Like these margins are where things get fuzzy. And that goes with all these moral definitions too. I feel like that's why all you can do is just decide, are you on the side of fucking existence being maybe good or no way it's good? And if it's no way it's good, good luck. I mean, have fun. Kill yourself, dude. I mean, I don't know what to tell you. You just told me there's no way this is good. I mean, not you. I'm, I'm imagining an interlocutor here. But I'm saying the other existences, it might not be all, all bad. And maybe all of this is for a good we can't even imagine. Because I know I felt good things that I couldn't imagine before I felt them already in this life. So I think that may still be possible, including when I die. Yeah, but you could just have a, a loop of that. None of us do. Not even the luckiest among us. A loop of what? The good things you couldn't even imagine. Dude, I think God, that Those could is be the what worst God things is. that ever happened to I you. I think that is what God is. And then he occluded himself so that he could know what that is. That's what this existence is. Is God creating something different from what you just described so that he could know himself? And that's what all of us are doing as like just little parts of that. I literally believe that.
just feel like sometimes people underrate how harsh our reality is, and I think it becomes easier to imagine whenever you see the bad things that rich people have to deal with. People who have mastered our society in every way that we could possibly imagine. And because I need more detail, dude. Just what like are you saying, taking shit is not that bad, dude. Our friend dude, Parker, dude, when kids would get depressed at think Excel, about what think else about this at Excel. Place this it with is another what, you're not letting me finish. When a kid would get depressed at Excel, the way you are being a fucking downer. First of all, Parker coined the phrase the "deep depression." At least according to me, the not devil being a did. downer. I'm just pointing things and out. He would they literally. You, I'm saying, just saying. Your example so far has been. It's a mindset thing, dude. Your example has been. They have to take shits. This was Parker's first question. If you were feeling that down and he was trying to help you out, he would go, you take a shit today? And you'd be like, no. He'd be like, something to look forward to. Or if you didn't. Yeah, I guess I just don't like, like it as much as like, you two. He but, loved uh, it, dude. If, it, if, if that's the like, case, provide a different example. Well, I'm just saying. Well, or maybe you think that there are no bad aspects of rich people's lives, in which point. Who are, uh, I, guess I mean, we, no, I think there are some, dude. I, on the A scores, it doesn't really, like, I think it does correlate a little lower on the socioeconomic ladder. But when you go up, I mean, they're there for sure. Dude, again, the Buddha. Raised in the lap of luxury, dude. It fucked him up just to see a starving person. I think that suffering, that suffering was as deep as any human ever felt. And it was a rich person. Literally, that's the that's the equivalent. That of, I, that it listen, seems like a world that can be improved upon. Dude, the Buddha if I were making is basically it, I think I'd do a better time job. Of a kid who grew up in San Francisco now and was fucked up by a homeless person that he saw like walking between high rises mm -hmm. and made a religion about it because it fucked him up that bad. And I think that was a deep emotion. Yeah, but, what, but dude. So any world where that experience is possible is one that could be improved upon, in my opinion. All right, dude, get to improving. No, I just mean like the, the not in like a, you know, if I just help everyone around me and they help everyone around them. In a less meaningful sense. Uh, no, in like a fucking, like just the, like you should design the laws of physics better sense. God should have. Yeah. I guess, dude, it's pretty arrogant, dude. I mean, I'm I'm waiting for the alternatives or what it would, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. It's that to me is one a, that had the good things without the bad things. Astoundingly arrogant claim, dude. Well, define them, dude. You can't even. To me, I'm not as smart as you. My puny brain really has difficulty defining the good, except in terms of the absence of a bad. That's why I think the good is more meaningful than the absence. That's why I really am on the side of creation. I think creating things is good, even that when it comes with some pain, dude. I think God thought that too when he made this existence and this universe. He clearly did, dude. Something made this. And even if it's just like, you know, a special demented Gnostic God that made this like half-cooked world in a laboratory and he really shouldn't have, that just means there's a God above him. You know what I mean? I feel like, I don't know. I just know it in my heart versus like, I can't prove it. I can't write a book, but it's at least conceivable to me that all of this is for a plan, dude. And it's not just me saying that. There are people who were in the Holocaust who think that. And I feel like it's not my place to tell them they're wrong. That's my main thing is like, we, we, we make our own meaning, but. I mean, I don't think anyone's infallible. Well, I know, I agree, but it, that definitely goes for you. So like, the the humility to tell god how to have made the world dude i'm like shit dude that i mean you more like, or less just said it 
So don't put me what, in the to boat tell by God how, how to have made the world. I you don't just said that you allowed that. for the possibility that this is a what you said Gnostic situation where we got one of the the crap gods. How did you say it? But I don't care. That doesn't matter to me. I do think, dude. I think I am a demiurge. I I've kind of hinted at this. We all are basically our own Gnostic god in the sense that we have a blind spot or many of them in our and I'm the perception. One. No, dude, I think I'm a, dude, we're all twisted little demented demiurges creating imperfect fallen worlds with like broken models of scarcity and separateness from each other. I do, uh, that's what human consciousness is. Maybe what time is, or like a perception of time. It's fine. Dude, that's what we're doing, dude. It's all right. We're like playing peekaboo with ourselves. <coughs> anyway, what do you think? about what i don't know i was uh i have a, a switching topics if you want it's kind of sure i was listening to uh some guy doesn't matter but uh he was talking it's one of these online intellectual guys uh you know the next generation of jordan petersons mm -hmm. and he was talking about like whatever their difference their pro their project is although it's so funny dude at the end of the day, they all get down to like, so we try to tell people to be mindful, maybe some breath work, you know? But they were talking about conversations. I forgot the term, but it was another Greek term. And there's like a specific kind of conversation where like, it's almost like a dance where you warm up and you like get in a zone with each other and then you vibe out and you create a third thing. But you have to like kind of bounce back and forth openly for a while until you get there. And I was like, it kind of reminds me of life skills a little bit. I feel like we kind of bounce around a little bit, but we usually end up talking about like something about God or something, or maybe that's just me steering it to my interests. But I don't feel like they talked about God very much at all. Who's that? Jamie. No, I mean us, this podcast. Oh, okay. Oh, when you said like life we skills, bounce around I thought you about meant bullshit. like the thing that they would do. No, 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 no. Okay. I'm saying we bounce I around, the but usually hit substance, I think. Uh, no, in life skills, it, they would talk about <laughs> God and stuff. You don't remember that? I mean, I'm not saying they never did. Dude, some, one time I remember Sally got very Socratic about, you know, because some of the babies had disabilities. Mm -hmm. I'm aware of that. Yeah, and she, she, dude, she started quizzing us. She was like, how's their God? These babies didn't do anything. And I remember, I, answered, I raised my hand. I don't believe this anymore. And I was like, because their mothers had free will and they made mistakes, you know? And it's like. What'd she say to that? She was like, that's exactly right. And that's what we have to deal with. And it's a gift. And I remember feeling good that I got the right answer for teacher. You don't think that we have free will? I do, but not the way I said it there. Definitely not. I mean, do I think, I don't know those kids' moms or their birth moms. Um, so I'm not going to sit in judgment of them. But, dude, things are complicated, man. It does seem like they use drugs. So what? I mean, I get it. But things are complicated. That doesn't necessarily, you just, no one knows the other person's moments. That's, I think, maybe what I'm trying to say. Like maybe some person, the example you gave, where, okay, you mindlessly get behind the wheel, you hit a kid, are you really that bad? All right, but maybe, yeah. I mean, if you let your addiction get to that point, those parents lose a, a kid, you know, but I don't mean like, I'm not trying to morally say, like throw somebody but I, that Saying you let your addiction get to that point, that's the thing I'm talking about. Well, I agree. So, people whose addiction, like it's not like the only person, the only people who commit drunk driving accidents are the people who's like, like of course 
there's a statistical correlation between drinking more and drink driving more right. and hitting more people when drunk right. driving. Right. But uh, it's not a clean one. It's not a one to one. Like right, right, there's right, a right. lot of there, there's someone out there who uh, didn't know much about alcohol, had heard that it was uh, a fun time. Gave it a try and then uh, had to get home. You know, they had work the next day. Yeah. And uh, hit someone along the way. And that's not an example of someone who just let things get so bad and out of control. Well, they were making a mistake and they probably knew they were making a mistake, but it's not a mistake that gets punished that way every time. There's a lot of chaos yeah, going but on. You there. just injected a second issue about punishment, which is related to moral culpability, but separate, I think. And I do want to close off the first one, which is just to say, we don't know that person in the example or any of those people. I would say a mother using drugs throughout a pregnancy or whatever. I don't fucking know what, dude, I think the whole, that whole, that, that, that was nineties tropes going on there too. So I don't fucking know what the reality is. I'm just saying what they said was going on Yeah. versus like the person you just described or someone maybe a little farther along on the drinking pattern or maybe less, maybe someone whose drink was spiked, but they thought to themselves, man, I shouldn't take this, you know? Because isn't this risky? It turns out it was. And then they they hit a kid. You know what I mean? Are they culpable? Before we get to like how it gets punished, like did they did they sin? Did they make a mistake? Did they, you know what I mean? Like, do they have something to think about? Do they have something to change? It's like at the point that they hit the kid, people stop asking themselves questions about, you know, like, all right, but how bad was it? They, right, like they just they just agree that uh, well it was terrible this person narratives have a everything way of coalescing around the dead kid i think like yeah i mean for real it's a very significant marker <laughs> so that but that's exactly what i'm saying is like, i wouldn't want to stand there and tell those people they're wrong i mean course, well, they are but like i don't think it's helpful for me to fucking i think no one knows that. where the other person was on their spectrum or like where their specific like moments of kairos fell so it's like maybe someone was just not thinking at all ever. <coughs> maybe someone had like the kind of moment I described, but it was their first time drinking, but they did have the moment I described where they were like, eh, I, I definitely shouldn't drive. You know what I mean? Like we, they may never tell another person. Yeah, but that, that, they that, that moment, moment is not like uh, the, what flows from there is not consistent. Yeah. but It's it not might, like every single time you deny that you kill a kid. Right. Right. But our job as humans is to do our best to to avoid outcomes like that you may dude. you may kill i may kill a kid driving home tonight i'm not drinking you know what i mean i'm driving like driving has a risk you could try to be i think the jains you know that religion they try to not harm anybody at all like the most extreme adherents they wear masks in, to protect them from accidentally inhaling bugs you know what i mean like that's no way to go through life for me you we are an aggressive species like it, that's we are evil to some other species, to species we outcompete, to the maybe the whole planet. I mean, I think the planet's bigger than us. I'm. It's gone through a lot. I mean, how do they make the masks? I, exactly, dude. That's what I'm saying. How do they not die? They eat plants, dude. Like they very clearly are eating something. I have to think it's plants, and it's. I think plants kind of get hurt. You know what I mean? Yeah. It seems like they would think that they do. Have you ever as a kid like willy-nilly just like thought about whether plants get hurt and then ripped something off a tree? It doesn't feel good, dude. That's a good way to like, at least as a kid, to be like, no, they do. They do. I'm sorry. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah dude. I mean, maybe it's like anthropomorphizing as a kid, but. I've uh, done a fine job of shoving that down since all these fucking little trees around here. 
We're an aggressive species, dude. They're an aggressive species. They yeah. didn't buy the fucking house. Maybe all we are is just carbon dioxide converters for them. Kind of makes you feel less bad about climate climate change. You know what I mean? Maybe we're we're the like livestock. I don't think it's good to feel bad about climate change. Again, we don't know each other's individual moments of Kairos. You know, if you're the person at fucking Sunoco who gets to decide like where the lobbying budget goes this year. They should feel bad. But you didn't get that job if you have the ability to feel bad. That's like the Robert Moses point I was trying to make. It's so interesting to think about because their moments are different from what yours would be if you freaky Friday'd with them. Because their brains don't let them have the same opportunities to make different decisions. They would have been selected out of middle management. You know what I mean? So it's like, did they have more free will or less? It's interesting. I think none of us know, dude. The same way none of us know, like, is this going to be the one where the kid darts out? So if you do have a moment and you're like ambivalent and you can sit with it, sit with it. If you can't, do your best and then sit later one way or another. You know what I mean? But that shit fucking sucks to do. But I think that's what I'm saying. It's like we don't know each other or each other's journey. Like I saw a kid who gave a TED talk. He was, he was like, I'm autistic and I'm an alcoholic. So he had one drink literally he got drunk once and he was like but i'm autistic so i systematize and i could tell this was going to be a problem so i am an alcoholic i could tell from that one time and uh i don't drink anymore you know what i mean like he's full of shit well you telling me if that guy says you know what fuck it i'm drinking and driving he's not responsible just because he only drank two times he doesn't know much about i mean this guy has a blind spots i'm agreeing with you on that but I'm saying, like, I mean, dude, obviously, it's a very interesting TED Talk to watch. Uh, just coming from Excel and then seeing that. But uh, I'm saying, like, we don't Based know. Based on what you've said so far, I'm having a hard time respecting this individual. Yeah, sure. I'm not saying you have to respect him. I'm just saying he, the, the quantity of drinks consumed, he complicates that it's simply a function of that. You know what I mean? Because he's only had one drink. But he has decided that that's how fucking wild he gets when he drinks. So then maybe he's responsible just for picking up another drink. Maybe he's actually right in his, this insane worldview that he has because it's what he believes. Like that's his spectrum. You know what I mean? The same way like yeah. Ro Robert Moses might have been like, for the city, the only thing I can do is very racist designs. But maybe there was like one moment where he was like, actually, these people, they don't deserve it. And then he was like, fuck them. That's a, to me, maybe the other thing's a sin too, but the, the latter is really. So you're saying that if he didn't have a moment, like if, <coughs> if, if it felt the whole time to him, like he was, you know, legitimately doing right. Like the, yeah. the people of other races were a threat. Like that's what he sincerely believed. And that he was in his mind cleanly, doing good to protect the people he cared about by doing the things he did like uh is that why he kept them out because they were a threat i don't know but yeah okay you, i don't know does it matter you see what i'm saying well i was starting to think like is he protecting an in-group versus an out-group like when you said threat that i just i didn't i don't i haven't read this book so i haven't anyway. either yeah <laughs> no but reason to let it stop us the specifics again are I agree. Uh, unimportant. I agree. Uh, what, what, what do you think about that? Wait, so, sorry, I need it again. If Robert Moses never had a moment where he turned away from his better self, if what we were seeing is just like the best he could do, 
Like that he was just, you know. Then he would be Jesus. So I don't think that's true of any of us. Like we all have, like if we're defining this as sin, like. Like what if you have a better understanding of the moral path than he did in such a great degree. I don't. I don't that think you're that. turning That's away insane, from it dude. more often than Robert Moses was. Oh, that in his may life. be true. That may That's be true. what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That then certainly. are you a worse person than Robert Moses? I don't really like to go bad, good, you know, but there's. Have you committed more sin than Robert Moses has? Again, I don't like the verb commit, but. Okay. Well, yeah, definitely. Certainly. I'm much more concerned about my own like need to improve than a Robert Moses in that scenario. If I know, I'm, yeah, of course, dude. What the By fuck? By your definition, is Trump our least sinful president? Is Trump, is Trump our least sinful president? I don't know enough about presidents, dude, but I'm going to say no, probably not. I Probably not, dude. You think he was doing a whole lot of... yeah. Seeing the good and turning away. I project a lot of myself onto Trump for many reasons, dude. I'm from the same area of the country, we both resent Manhattan uh, while striving to the glamour it represents. We both consider ourselves outsiders, even though we've even that's you like know, the, been among the elites our entire life. It's an awful comparison. We were both sent to boarding schools. Your feelings uh, about Manhattan are not like Trump's. He lived there for most of his life. No, he's an outer borough guy, dude. He grew up, and his dad instilled this on him, as did mine, dude. My dad. Do no, you know I what know the what view of Jersey it. City, New Jersey is. Literally, it's a. He, my dad had like, <laughs> this is in my blood, dude. Looking across the river, at everybody. Literally, the term bridge and tunnel was made for people like me and Trump. That's what it's for. Yeah, but one of you. Uh, like owns a bunch of buildings oh, yeah, there yeah. and lived Obviously, there for a long dude. time. The other one saying. hasn't like uh, spent an appreciable amount of time there since like what? No, I agree. But I'm saying I project a lot to myself because I part of the reason I haven't spent appreciable time there is because I hate it so much and everything. I think that you know how you feel about Manhattan and you're projecting it onto Trump. And I'm saying I is an outside third party. this by saying that. So yeah, but I don't you. think you're right. No, 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 no. You said you said that <laughs> I, I said do. I started. I project a lot of stuff about myself onto Trump, and, and then, then you started the establishing things. the bona fides of the like, things. well, we are similar, and then and we are giving a list of reasons. And I'm saying your list of reasons, so the think, one that you gave, is not accurate. You think he feels differently about Manhattan than I do? Yes. I don't have a burning desire to take over Manhattan real estate. Although I did well, actually. Did. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, that's also his family business. Like he just elevated his dad's business. Well, it's not yet a desire to become the best lawyer in Manhattan. Yeah, but I also, like, my dad is a lawyer, and I, you know, practiced law so that I could take it, you know, to the highest level that I could. Doing my dad's work, uh, in part largely fueled by the resentment of people who thought, in my view, incorrectly, that they were my betters. I, like Doku, feel more abandoned by them, society, and God than I do by my own parents. Like, I feel like I have a lot more to prove to them than, you know, I don't, and I don't feel that way anymore. But I identify that with Trump, dude. Every biographer and historian of Trump says this about Trump. He grew up, Fred Trump, you don't understand the outer borough versus Manhattan animosity either. Like, I barely understand I mean, it from that I mean, you established era. the uh, bona fides of it by just saying that your dad was from Jersey City. And yeah, but like... Passaic's the, not that far away from it. You could drive it in a day pretty easy. Yeah, What's Passaic? Where my dad was born. Oh, yeah, but it's, he's not like that, dude. Come on. I mean, come on. I, I've never met your dad, but how long did he live there? 
several years. If you're saying your dad is like me because he lived in New Jersey, but I'm not like Trump because I no, didn't I'm take saying, over I'm Manhattan saying, real oh, estate. That's ridiculous. It's an interesting scale. But anyway, I no, dude, I really loathe New York City elite people. I hate them all. Half of the people I went to high school with before Excel ended up, you know, in those circles. It's a weird, I have a lot of weird feelings about them. And most commentators about Trump seem to think that he has a similar thing going on, you know, with respect to his own views. I mean, I know I'm not telling you secrets here. You pay more attention to this stuff than I do. I'm not sure you have quite all of the regional, you know, variances, but mm -hmm. you know, you know what I'm talking about, dude, you know, anyway, Trump, I don't think he's the least sinful president though, because the thing with the kids at the border, tactically separating kids from their parents, it could just be you now- You think he struggled over that a lot? Well, what I was about to say is this could be a better opportunity for you to be like, your projections are not accurate, but I just can't think that any human had zero moments of thinking, this is not okay to do this on purpose. That's what I'm talking about. Purposefully checking off I had to give an example of someone school. like closing themselves off from like just no, I not think even that's like what, no, dude. That's what Melania was saying with the jacket, dude. I really don't <laughs> care. Do you? She was interrogating people like you with fashion, dude. They what do, do you mean? I think she was like, "We do care. It's just the system. We're doing our best within the system." But whenever they like, asked her about the jacket, she was just like, y'all are fucking annoying. Stop asking me about well, this shit. Dude. She, that's part of it too. No, I it's think like that's the whole thing. You can't just spell it out, dude. I think the point of the jacket was like, you just keep pelting me with these questions By about saying, whether or not I, I care, care about not? these kids at the border. I don't know. I don't give a shit. You fucking figure it out. I'm just trying to fucking not live in Slovenia. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think that, that may be what she felt. I think part of her, like... I don't know, dude. I just, I know that cult leaders and evil people also can like appear to have the light of God in them. Like Sally played the guitar, plenty of cult leaders did. But I just think any soul that was capable, you know, my favorite Melania tweet, I'm assuming it's yours, looking at the dolphin and saying, what is she thinking? You know that tweet? No. Melania has a tweet from like 2011. Uh -huh. It's just a picture of a dolphin. And she just tweeted, what is she thinking? <laughs> <laughs> you know? And dude, honestly, Jamie was obsessed with dolphins too. Yeah, so, she was. You know, I, I've used the phrase a fortiori. I shouldn't have done it before. Violent, well violent creatures. Definitely. And they're nasty fucks. Yeah, they like bully. They fucking rape. They're, yeah. you know, but... Like, imagine if to uh, do pot, we had to, like, kill an animal. Like, that was how we <laughs> got it. Dude, first of all, can you imagine uh, how fucking jacked it gets you to be out with your boys? There's no, like, society telling you this is bad. kill your drugs? Well, it's got to be better than drugs, dude. Yeah. Like, if you think, like, the ape patrols. You know how the, ape, like, bands of chimpanzees, they just go patrolling their territories. You get caught, like, in a gray zone, and you, you're, like, outnumbered. They love to kill the other apes, dude. They take their time. It takes them like 30 minutes, dude. They're like cats. Yeah. Like that shit, if we, we're civilized, like we have a, a interjected like God and then rulers, like, and now just sort of an unconscious code that we don't do that. And I'm all for that. But can you imagine being like 22 years old, like just jacked Got up, the testosterone's boys. flowing. You're like peak of your physical being. 
and you're just like, we're going to tool this motherfucker up, dude. Yeah, no, the, like, the, the thing I'm referring to dolphins, though, is that uh, the puffer fish, I think it is, secretes a chemical that gets them high. Oh, that's what's up. And so they'll just like surround a puffer fish and just fucking knock it around. Damn, kill dude. It so that they can fucking suck the, basically to do what uh, Hillary does to the uh, comet pink the kids. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I have a lot of thoughts about that, obviously. <laughs> about, about Hillary doing that? Yeah, I don't think she's physically done it knowingly. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I don't know. I I, uh, well, I mean, so it's kind of a topic change. That okay? Get more to say about Hillary. This is a grab bag Fourth of July episode. I think. Um, Well, I mean, let's get back to what we've been talking about. So, like, uh, you made a comment in a previous episode that uh, you know I was surprised by. And gave much thought to, um, you know, it showed some things to me that I didn't know that I hadn't seen where, uh, you know, I was talking about that they had made us do an exercise of like list all the people you resent. And you were like, well, obviously we can't really answer that because the top entry is you. you right. Know? Yeah, like, yeah, I remember Jamie. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, it had never like it's not like when I was filling that out, I was like, it sucks. I can't say Jamie. I didn't know that I resented her. Whoa. I had no idea. Whoa. Like it's not like 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 it it didn't occur you know it's not like I it's hard to describe and I'm I'm a little bit surprised by your surprise because I would have thought that it was a kind of universal thing but uh, I don't know obviously not I mean even now like whenever people like on the Facebook group complain about her I just feel kind of like past that like it like it's like whether or not she sucks is like such a like that's not an interesting question right i agree although there is the there's time, interesting things happening here and that's on, not one of them on this podcast i did i fully that's almost always how i feel but that time when we were talking about how she like put all the drugs in front of parker and that's when he started running away yeah yeah, and yeah. i basically convinced myself that she's responsible for his death that i felt real in the moment me that, too but overall so it's like i think in some ways maybe it's not interesting because there's no use in just being in that emotional state at this point, like yeah. constantly. But but you are right that I, of course, I resented her. I would think so. Like how could you? But I just like in uh, to me, it's the same thing as the parent stuff. Like of not not like acknowledging that I felt abandoned by my parents despite them abandoning me. Right. Uh, yeah. 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 Like. It's just like I said. It's it's you know I'm I'm starting to see the outline of like the large mass of things that I didn't know was there that I've been like and so just I don't know. Uh, what what is that for you? Well, I don't know. What do you mean? Well, the current one I don't know. I might know tomorrow. I, sure. I, yeah. I, yeah. You know, but you know. But I don't know. I'm trying to think, man. Like a current revision. Not a current one, but just like, you know, any, any, like anything that you've since I come mean, to definitely a big one for me. It's I, I know you've heard it. I don't think I've said it on the <laughs> podcast. I mean, I think I've like hinted at it, but the way it like hit me, I wasn't really ready to admit that I was so unhappy with the way my life was before Excel that I was, uh, dude, talk about a taboo relief. I felt relieved to get to Excel. Like that is, was very hard for me to, to square with the narrative of like, I hate it. And I was always against it. You know what I mean? I think uh, some other things, I do think we have different experiences 
because I did believe what they were saying in many ways, but it does seem like I was always aware I resented Jamie. And I like, I was kind of always aware that she was full of shit. I did think Sally had a lot more to offer, but. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to describe, like, cause you know, it's not like I like liked her. No, I don't think you did. Yeah, yeah. But like watching. Or thought she was I, doing a good job. I kind of want to watch my graduation speech uh, because I wonder, I don't think I like cried or anything like that. Do you that. think you can, uh, do you I, think you ever can? Yeah. Well, the guy who I think may have videoed it, uh, followed me on Instagram today. So I sent him a message. So he may have it. I'd watch it for sure. I might put it online, but, uh, so I may just be bullshitting, but what I'm saying is like, I don't know. I go back and forth by between of like, how much did I believe what was going on there? How much did they get me? You know what I mean? Cause it's like, there's, there's a lot of little stuff that kind of lingers with you. I don't know. I'm trying to think of some, Oh dude, I had one today, dude. You know, cause I've been talking about this a lot. Like, uh, you try to avoid something, but if you make that your like your exercise of your will, like when you're like, I myself can prevent something if it's meant to be, I can stop that. Or like, you know what I mean? You you can end up, that's what fate can be for people is like the very thing you tried to prevent, your efforts ensured that it would befall you. You know, obviously classic formulation. So you know I'm like super paranoid about people abusing kids, right? Uh-huh. Uh yeah, or some would say reasonably paranoid. I I think so. Depending on yeah yeah, I think so. Do you? You just called it. Well, I mean, I don't know. So here's the thing. So I I read this book over the break by this lady who's like a an expert in child predators. Mm -hmm. She's like a psychologist, and she tests. She like testifies in trials. She's not just like some idiot. Uh, and she has like a lot of thoughts about like how people you know prey on kids or like how kids become vulnerable and especially now like we may get a babysitter uh so i'm like dude i don't know like how does what do you look for i don't you know what i mean like i know not to get the like the 42 year old loner who like answered my craigslist ad you know but like i don't know it's just things to think about do you think that it's that hard to tell well i don't know that's what i'm getting at so the book makes it basically, she says she's an expert and she doesn't rely on like her sense there. She knows the facts and the trends and it's all about setting up rules and you know, how you, how you live your life to reduce all of your chances rather than being like, well, I've been around the block. I, I have a gut instinct because the true predators, your gut instinct tells you when like, if you TC lie to me, I can probably tell more times than not because you're not used to lying. You're not good at it. You don't live your life that way. It causes you physiological stress to lie because it's different. Or you know have I, I been mean? lying about that the whole time? Possibly. Dude, possibly. To whom, though? You. Well-laid trap, dude. Interesting. No, but seriously, anyone else, maybe? Uh, oh. <laughs> mm. uh, <laughs> I'm not but, lying to myself about whether or not I can lie. <laughs> I mean... It's interesting. No, that is where I was going. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty obvious. <laughs> but uh, fuck, what were you we talking about before my little trap? Oh yeah, yeah. So they fucking. Uh, 
Yeah, no, like I, the, the the I know not to think that like I can tell when people are lying. Like they've they've run studies. Well, they may not even be lying, dude. The example she gave was bone chilling, dude. It was like she was like, all right, so picture this: your kid's nine years old on the the fucking you know goes to school. The gym teacher, he's they're playing baseball or whatever. They're on the baseball team, and they're like, oh, can we go to the baseball game with Coach Carter or you know whatever? And I know I have a rule that my kid does not go anywhere with an adult we don't know unless both parents sign off on it. It's the rule. My kid knows it. It's what we have. Just that it reduces the chances. And a big thing she says is even if you, you know, that doesn't statistically prove we both, you know, it's a little bit hokey. It's a little too much. It also signals to a guy looking or a woman, but statistically more likely to be a guy looking for which kid should I select next? Okay, this kid's parents are a little bit psycho. Pick another kid. Like a lot of it is just sending, we may not catch you, but we, we're much more likely to if you target our kid. Like you, you never yeah, know. Yeah, if the only you, thing you were worried about is the messages you're sending to the predator, that would be a well, reasonable. Dude, that's, that's the point she makes because you're already, I, can, I see you getting anxious, dude. What? That's what the predators prey on, dude. So this is what they do. So she's like, all right, so they ask you, you know, can we go on the baseball game? Just this once, are you going to break your rule? Well, let's think about it. Your kid's nine. He loves this fucking coach. He thinks he's the man. And the, the, the coach loves kids. All the other kids are going to the baseball game. It's to reward them for, like, you know, the baseball they've been playing. And he works for the school, so he's probably been vetted. Oh, and they're asking you in front of the kid when they're, like, deciding. And the kid's saying, please, please, please. And he's had your kid ask you, actually. He's not the one that's asked you. Each of those is a little screw upping the odds that you'll break your rule. And they know that. Like the ultra predators do. Because she did a study where they like, they gave them guaranteed anonymity to the point that it's like their name was decoupled from the interviewer didn't know their name. And she was like, you know, to your point about like when you get in the situation when you can finally talk, they go nuts. Like they're like, they like, they finally admit they're like proud of the systematic like life that they built. Because God, I want to read that book. It's pretty interesting, what, dude. What's the name? I think it's just called Predators. It's on Amazon. Like I read it. I on saw Kindle. that movie. It's not that, uh, but oh. yeah, it's pretty interesting. I mean, the later she goes on to other kinds of like you know just how to protect yourself from a burglary or like whatever. I'm like, all right, lady, I appreciate your thoughts, but like, did she talk you know, a lot about the conversations in the? I mean, the the exam yeah yeah yeah. if the book is only about it's not only about that in fact the preface is like that's the darkest stuff you maybe don't read this if you're triggered by that so it's not the whole book but because i I would love to know like i i don't like what she's talking i'm not sure that if you understood the point that i was making you haven't connected it yet um, my point is that the, the person here, and it's a big if in the first place, it's a, uh, it's not the only, um, thing you're not just talking to the predator. You're talking to the kid. Like I'm interested in the messages you're sending to the kid with that. Uh, which is, you know, like, of course you shouldn't trust them, but constantly letting them know that you don't trust the, like the kid. Well, it's not constantly. He, yeah, well, I felt like it was fucking frequently enough that I got the message and I didn't like it. What, you as a child? Yeah, that okay. I wasn't going to be able to like handle these situations. I was wait, nine. Wait, wait. Of course I couldn't handle them. You don't need to fucking tell me over and over. I don't know, man. Maybe it's because I got, dude, we laughed about it at the time, but 
I didn't. I got a message that I did have a, at least some amount of agency. Now it's more complicated because of the freeze response, obviously. But you know, because I got the grab twisted the GTP, dude. Because we had the flasher when I was like eight. So the cop came and said, "If it comes down to it, you'd grab his fucking dick and balls, <laughs> grab twist and pull." So I like I don't know. Maybe that's like a different. I never felt like a lack of efficacy. Just it's scary and you can't complete. I don't know. But again, I have my own history of fucking sexual trauma, dude. I mean, it's completely different. So it's like, I don't want to get into all that, but. Yeah, no, I mean, you know, maybe, maybe, uh, maybe it's a blind spot for, but I would just, maybe it's a blind spot for me because I was, I'm resentful of how much preparation I had to do for a situation that did not occur. I was not molested as a child. And so it would have been worth it to get like a light fondle at least to know, you know, it could have been worse. (laughs) <laughs> you know what i mean just a, just a brush but like i i think that the like situation that i'm in statistically is much more likely than the other situations not by as much as you think but yeah more people are not molested or sexually assaulted than are i think that is true and uh <laughs> talk about like can the world be improved though <laughs> you know what i mean no like we could have fewer people being assaulted fewer children being assaulted that would be good. That would be good. Yeah. A yeah. big part of that is Hopefully helping kids there. recognize, you know, not when they're two years old, but I think around seven or eight is where it, most cultures seem to think kids can handle a new level of thinking. And then again, you think the big problem is that the kids aren't ready enough? Kids aren't ready. Kids are never ready to be sexually assaulted. Or uh, what do you mean? To prevent it. I I think that I. Whenever I look at the yeah, I told you, I've kid been being like assaulted, times, I think that the assaulter is the uh, one that I would like to change the behavior of. Well, it's not about culpability at some level. It's about reducing the number of assaults. So we can live in the world yeah, where Yeah, and if I were be... trying to reduce the most number of assaults, I would start with the perpetrators. Oh, that's great. Would you stop with them? Yeah. If I could. Well, I wouldn't, dude. <laughs> I definitely plan on telling my kid about how to be safe in the world and how to look for signs. For sure. Do do you know about the book, The Gift of Fear? But like, uh, just by, um, like, there's things you can do that's not, like, uh, one of the the largest factors about whether or not kids are going to react in the right way whenever they get this in this situation is how much you've given them a message of, like, them having bodily autonomy before that. So, like, every time that you say, like, I know that you get a feeling about whenever your aunt, like, gives you a kiss or, like, asks for a hug or whatever, and I want you to stuff that feeling down because I don't don't, want you to embarrass me in front of Miss Aunt. Who's, Who's doing that? fucking everyone in the entire world before now alex okay first of all take the fucking bass out of your voice when i'm trying to fucking understand a point that you're making no but you're, you're I, you are, it, dude. no i'm not dude i'm trying to i'm challenging perhaps your notion of being perfect on the first try three hours into the podcast <laughs> at 11 p.m so yes if that's what you think of yourself as a communicator challenge is on the table i would like a little more context because we're slipping from hypotheticals and you just now brought it to all of human history, which I don't think, I mean, I get the overall point you were making, but what I didn't understand is whether that happened to you because it didn't really happen to me. My parents didn't make me kiss people that I didn't want to kiss. They made me stuff different feelings, but that wasn't one of them. So it's not as universal as you're making it out to be. I was trying to understand if you were talking about a personal experience, which I would treat with more tenderness 
and attempts to resonate with you, or just another fucking generalization, in which case I would treat it a little more breezily. But instead, I'm here defending myself against the fucking accusation that I had the temerity to challenge you, for which I apologize. I'm, I, again, I forgot my place, but I'm not as smart as you. I just needed a little more context. So to clarify, you're not talking about something that happened to you. You're talking about a generalization that you think happens to everyone prior to 2021. <laughs> Every, I'm literally glad we, every person. I'm glad we cleared yeah. that up. Uh, I actually, I apologize. I kind of laid it on a little thick there towards the end. It's both, dude. I, I apologize. It, I can recall it happening to me, and I think no, that, no. I like, mean, just right now. I'm, I, I am sorry. The sarcasm got a little too much for me. I don't want to <laughs> let that go. I'm sorry. Um, it, it it did happen to me. I also think it's a common enough experience. I don't, certainly don't think it happened to everyone. My point is that uh, you know, teaching them those lessons early. Like about like, you know, hey, if you if you get a sense that like you don't want this person touching you, listen to that. Like that's a productive thing that is going to prevent kids from being molested. Like if you tell them to trust your instincts and like don't stuff them down, just listen to them. Uh, and that's not the kind that's not like a fear based thing. That's like you're not like I wouldn't say like, well, you know, listen to those instincts because a lot of people want to fucking grab your dick and you can't let them. Like, then they're going to be like, holy shit, who are these people trying to grab my dick? Uh, and that's going to introduce fear into their lives that in this case is not going to do any more work than the first half did. The first half is the part doing the work. Uh-huh. So that's an example in my mind. I think you should read the book. I think there's more aspects to it than you're considering. For example... The predators are very good at making the kids not have bad feelings. Like they're very incremental. By the time it gets to the yeah, bad feeling, I'm the not of the opinion we so can stamp it out. I, I don't even know that we can move it that much. That was your. Well, we should try. We should try. And even if I don't know that, I don't know what's within them. It's definitely <coughs> not you get molested and so you must molest. I know that. Uh, and there's actually a lot of people who have, it's called like, uh, are there a lot of people who molest that didn't get molested? Well, this is the point she makes in the book. The po the popular narrative that all people who abuse children were abused helps them. It makes them seem less culpable. It makes them seem more understandable. So well, let yeah, me ask definitely. you this. Why would any of them say that they hadn't been molested? They know this narrative. They are liars. So we don't really have a way of knowing. You can, you know what I mean? You can't, first of all, you can never prove a negative. Like prove that you weren't molested. Roseanne got in trouble for that. Did you know, do you remember that? No. She was on some talk show and they were She's like, been in trouble for a lot Roseanne, of can any person ever say that their parents didn't molest them? And she was like, no, your answer has to be, I don't think so. If that's what you believe. And everyone lost their minds. I get her point. I don't think my parents, I mean, I, it feels weird to even say She's that. She's obviously correct though, right? But it's like, you don't have memories from that time. You are like, like you can say it's. I mean, my personal experience would dictate that uh, the memories tend to be uh, created more in traumatic situations. So if there was but something... But you weren't you were molested unless you were and you don't know about it. But what a lot of people will tell you, and I will tell you, is that the opposite is true. It actually completely blacks it out. And then you just don't understand why you're like weird about certain stuff. Yeah. I mean, that is often how it works. That's, again, the brain's protecting you, dude. Well, I mean, I don't know. No, it definitely is, dude. The kid will kill himself otherwise. We don't have... Uh, most people I know don't have too many memories before they were like three or four. And I don't think that that's 
it was exclusively because the brain's protecting itself. No, That's but my I'm point. saying like go to Reddit childhood, like childhood sexual abuse survivors, and you will just see people would be like, is it common? I, I didn't realize that other people had memories before 16. Like they were like, I would hear people talk about childhood, but I always thought it was like me. Like we knew we had them. You know what I mean? Like That's it's wild. like, yeah, it's fucking insane. Yeah, but I'm saying like, your hippocampus is I don't remember small. before four, and I don't think it's because it was too traumatic for me to remember. I think that that's just kind of how the brain develops. Well, yeah, I mean, but part of you did. I mean, trauma is such a loaded term, but, you know, I think you're meaning it to mean nothing, nothing too terrible happened to you. No, it was pretty bad, in my opinion. You're the first four years of your life? No. Because the, you had to shit so much? <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, the only memories I have, like, as a young child are, like, I... Uh, have we been over this? I don't know. If we had, I'm sure you would. Uh, I've, I've <laughs> talked about it on the podcast before. It just, you know, I don't know. I'm, I It's my fault. Like, uh, you know, no one else like found out about it in some secret way. Like everyone knows because I said it, but I'm, you know, at this point I've had to trot over it too many times. I, uh, I was circumcised a second time when I was three. Holy shit. I didn't know that. Yeah. And I, I remember it. Oh my God, dude. I think I might've been two. You I'm sorry that parents. happened to you, dude. <laughs> yeah, I didn't you know, know that. What are you going to do? <laughs> I'm not really modeling how to hear that news, dude, or like anything. Uh, but I also broke my uh, collarbone, <laughs> and I, I remember that. That's nothing compared to getting snipped. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. Oh, my God, dude. Why did you have to get it a second time? He's grown back. Oh, I mean, so again, there to the point of like, it seems painful. You don't understand the whole picture. Maybe your parents made the wrong choice to get you circumcised in the first place. I don't know if they, I mean, I, in the I, first if, place. if I were having a, a, a boy, I would not circumcise him, but. I don't think I would either. But That's I don't know that saying. it's like, uh, yeah, I mean. But culturally, most people did when yeah, we were Yeah, and like, I don't think they were sinning under I your agree. definition. fully yeah, agree. Yeah. And once it's growing back, dude, I mean, you got to put him under the knife again, even if he's three. That's what the doctor said. I fully agree. Cause otherwise, dude, I mean, I know we try to keep the come town references to a minimum. I wish I didn't know this probably because the calendar is right behind you. Mm -hmm. But I, I do think, have my Stavros you know, calendar. Stavros of come town fame has talked about that's one of his dick problems. I think, you know, what something with this circumcision growing back over his foreskin or something. I don't, I mean, I, you know, I'm not an expert on this, but I do recall hearing a conversation like that. Hmm. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. No, I mean, you know, it's, it's normal now. They, they did whatever they were looking Ladies. to do. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, normal, you say normal and I'm, it's normal perfectly to, to me, but dude, we fucking can't nut the way our ancestors did. <clears throat> oh, I know. How yeah, nuts yeah. Is, and I we, think about we'll it all the time. Know. It's like a color we exactly. can't see. Exactly. <laughs> That's why I wouldn't circumcise a male it's, child of mine. It's insane. To me. I don't know what I. I don't know what the cost of that was. I I, I agree. I never can. We literally can't know. And so I would prefer not to. It, it is a nerve rich. Instill an area. unknowable cost on. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Well, but I I don't think our parents were like I don't want this kid coming too hard. Get it off. You yeah. know what I mean? Like they were like they weren't thinking about it. Honestly, I remember. No, I think they were. Like I remember when I was a kid, there was one. There was a girl, dude, this is what fucked, it wasn't fucked up, but like her dad was like 85. Her mom was dead. His dad married, remarried like a 35 year old who had like a 12 year old son. So like, we're all kind of going to school together. Like, 
even though like there's these weird generations, you know what I mean? So like, like her uncle? Basically, kind of like no step uncle. It was it was like <laughs> I don't remember. But I remember her talking, telling me that she was talking about like uh Jake has uh my other podcast partner on it's just banter his wife has some kind of situation dude. where like one of her uh aunts is younger than they are but will still say things like you'll get it that's funny dude <laughs> yeah that's like uh righteous gemstones yeah, yeah. like uh, aunt tiffany or whatever yeah like, that dude i love that so much that's pretty funny yeah I, it wasn't quite that complicated all i remember is like she was like there were like generations of dicks like in this girl's life. Like not that she was being like assaulted or anything, but you know, we're all going through adolescence and we were talking about like being circumcised. And I remember her being like, well, my dad's not circumcised, you know? And I remember, huh? that, of course. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's like record scratch. And she's like, Ugh. and you can, she's already like regretting saying that, but she did explain it's as innocuous, I guess, as that comment could get, which was her stepmom told her like when they were like talking about it and she was like you know they were i don't know why they were talking about dicks like that but she was like you know old guys dicks aren't that weird and you know like even if they're not circumcised or something or something like that and she was like well that sounds weird to me and she was like well your dad's isn't and that that was what we were dealing with and i was like oh that's great but her son who also was in our class uh-huh uh was circumcised you know because i remember it was like part of that conversation so anyway i don't know how i got started on this oh yeah so <laughs> i remember being like well would you circumcise your kid she's like yeah i think so because it's like most guys are like aren't all of you guys and it's like every guy you know in the in the function it's like yeah for sure like not just jewish kids uh so she was like, I don't want him to like have a weird dick. You know what I mean? Like, and I was like, yeah, that makes sense. So I feel like our parents were probably thinking something. Else. No way yeah. my parents were like, I must fulfill Abraham's covenant. Like, <laughs> no. <with> Yahweh. <laughs> like, no, for sure. no. I, I think like, it was all social pressure. I don't want him to have a weird dick. Well, you, this is you? what, yeah, at some point, like doctors were behind it, right? For like, sure. They were. This is, yeah, those sick fucks. <laughs> yeah. Like, but it's like. You want your kid on some level. I'm not saying your parents are like, I love my son. I want him to fuck. They were not but, regularly bucking doctor's advice. But you de also definitely don't, like, to me, I don't want to set my kid up for a life where when he takes his dick out, I mean, you know, maybe they'll always laugh. You know, who knows? But it's like we talk about, reduce the chances. I mean, that's that's obviously the risk. But for that that top quality orgasm, it's a risk I'm willing to take. I know. No I agree. Question. Plus, I would just instill him confidence. Got to be clear-headed about like, the stakes here, guys. Dude. Like having an uncircumcised dick is totally cool, dude. You can come harder, dude. That would be the immediate shutdown. If yeah. anybody tried to make fun of you, be like, "Sorry, I just prefer to fucking come hard, dude." Like, what do you want? Like, <laughs> uh, you sorry know, that you're not whether or not into that's that. going to work is depend on the personal yeah, dynamics. I, you know, I'm into fucking. What about you? You know <laughs> what I mean? Like, I feel like you could do a lot if someone. It, you could almost make it a mistake to light into your uncircumcised dick. <laughs> uh, anyway. You could. What a cast, dude. <laughs> uh, yeah, man. You know? Um, I was worried we didn't still have it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you just, uh, you love the dialectic. I'm all about it, dude. I do. 
I just meant that in like a general way. You know, oh. Like a person. One loves the dialectic. I thought you meant like me thinking there's no difference between good and bad. No, I was I was I was implying that there both is. of us equally love the dialectic. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. definitely. So anyways. So we're about here. We'll see you guys next week.